This is Stan Lee. Will someone tell Steve Harness to stop going through my garbage? Enough said. Due to the adult subject matter of the following program, some listeners may find the content offensive, outrageous, or unsuitable. You know, like religious freaks, uptight losers, or little wussy mama's boys. Please listen responsibly. You're listening to the Vocal Minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. <laughs> mm. Hot. How much time? You're hot. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Hot. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice tonight. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. <laughs> We're on the air right now? That's crazy. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Alabruski, welcome to the program. Today's uh, recording date is what? February 6, 2023? It could be any date, anytime, anywhere. Time is but a concept, Nick, and so is age. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot you were going all hippie, dude. Uh, Harness is on his way to Hippieville, dude, as we learned last week on the program. Uh, he is now calling his bay Ziggy. Uh, oh, he's just calling her Stardust, not Ziggy Stardust, but uh, Ziggy'd be weird, but yeah, Stardust. I've been one bus stop away from Hippieville for a lot of time now, so I picture you though uh, naked out on desert rocks. I just can't get it out of my head, dude. Maybe some shrooms or some peyote. Yeah, I've been naked on mountaintops and rocks and stuff before, though. So nothing you have there. Sure. Well, I mean, like no. making a lay or just like hanging out in the sunshine. Uh, doing a little bang bang. Yeah. Sure. Now, did did you get there on a horse with no name? Uh, I got there on a dirt bike with a good name, Katie. Oh, so. harness like you put on a horse. That's right. But enough about me. (laughs) Yeah, enough about Steve. We'll get to you later, young man. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the program, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. You can find our socials. We've got plenty uh, on our webpage. Just go to thevocalminority.net and you'll find everything right there. I just realized if you say the name of the show too quick, it sounds like you're saying The Vocal Minority with Naked Steve. So. Make sure you enunciate. Otherwise, we should be on OnlyFans. And that is just your me. horny mind talking. Dude. No one else <laughs> you heard brought that it up. You. <laughs> I wasn't bringing me up naked in nature at all, but you went right to it. So yeah, I guess so. Now I'm dialed in. Hey, Bruski, we love the uh, background. We got uh, you making it happen, Captain. Who is he? That would be Alan Hale Jr. <laughs> right there in the hero tale, a tale of a tiny ship. So that's actually a pastel drawing I, I bought at, a, at an estate auction, actually. And I haven't had a time to um, get it um, uh, framed right. yet. Yeah. But then, but then I also I also have got this, too. Oh, my gosh. Dude. <laughs> unbelievable. Brewski's holding up a uh, – it's not a doll. What it's is an it? action figure. Action figure. It moves. <laughs> What'd you say? It's, it's a doll, yes. Alan Hale Jr., yeah, he looks good, dude. Do you have Gilligan, or are you just a Skipper fan? Well, he I found I found Skipper at a thrift store, so that just kind of was there. And hey, it goes with the, the artwork. So yeah, you know. it does. How much how much uh, moolah do you have to pay for a, a, a painting like that that you have commissioned? 
I didn't have a commission. I bought it. Uh, it was actually in an estate auction. So somebody, somebody actually else had had it done. And wow. I, yeah, I, and I bought that like three years ago, like before the, the, um, the uh, pandemic happened and I've had it in stored for a What'd while. You pay? I don't remember. It was less than 75. I know that. So, <laughs> What's a pastel painting? Is that what you called it? Pastel. Past- pastel. pastel. So, oh. oh, so, so the, that's like these little crayons that are kind of like oil and that sort of thing. And sure. it's really, when you suck using those things, if you don't know what you're doing, they get messy really fast. Real so. quick. Yes. Of course. It gets out of control. Well, uh, it's interesting that we have Gilligan's <laughs> Island now immortalized on the show. I'm not sure how long I can stare at the skipper's face, though. This. <laughs> Oh, I love it, dude! I love it back there. He feels like he's judging us the way he's kind of looking at this. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you're the idiot skipper that got stuck on a fucking island after a three-hour tour. Maybe you shouldn't be judging us so much. <laughs> you feel I like mean, he's judging already? You know, huh? A little bit, a little bit. You know, he used, he, used to, he used to own a restaurant in um, Hollywood called Alan Hale Jr.'s Lobster Barrel. Wow! Well, wow! Yeah, he is a true skipper, dude. Right next door to Cesar Romero's restaurant. And by the way, are you supposed to go down with the boat, Skipper? How did he make it to the island? Well, the boat made it to the island, too. It just had that massive hole in the side. Yeah, oh. they just got uh, beach, beach, uh, beach wrecked, or what do you call that? When yeah. Shipwrecked? Right? Yeah. Shipwrecked on the yeah, beach, sure. yeah. Well, well all right. And the professor was never able to patch that fucking hole, huh? He could make everything out of coconuts except paste. <laughs> uh, we decided on the uh, program last week that we would now uh, refer to, instead of asking Alexa, we'll just ask Brewski because he knows most things. And I've got a question for Brewski already, okay? Are you ready? Brewski, how did the Harlem Globetrotters get to the island if they couldn't get off the island? Brewski is computing. Computing, computing, computing. Ruski's computing. Mm. Well, well, Meadowlark Lemon, you know, him being a, an ordained minister, and he's kind of tight with the big guy upstairs, and mm. uh, they, they dribbled across the ocean. It How was a walk-on-water scenario? Yeah, exactly. How did they address that on the show? Because <laughs> I remember the episode, but how the fuck did they get there? I, I don't no remember. Clue. Yeah. Hmm. They were also on Scooby-Doo one episode, too, so... It we were discovered a possible plot hole in Gilligan's Island. Who would have thought <laughs> wow, that? Who would have thought that? Yeah. Just one? Mm. Well, all right. I don't know. Hey, I don't you know, know how I'll tell you what. Marianne got off that island without uh, 17 babies. That's my other question. Well, I'll tell you what. I, everyone else can fight over those two. I'd be, I'd be going after Lovey. You'd be going after <laughs> Mrs. Howell? You would. Yeah. Uh, something tells me I believe that. Little yeah. hawk or any sex, you know? Yeah, you're all into it, dude. I think well, uh, the reason there were no babies is the professor was snipped, and he was the only one getting any loving on that island. Uh, he is well, you know, smart enough to pull out. So. Well, and you know, the lovey, she, there's no way she was, you know, she, she was all dusty and whatnot, so yeah, she didn't I'm have sure. to worry about, Metapausal, you know. Sure. Yeah, you could, dog, you could raw dog that all day long and not even have to worry. Yeah. I don't even be honest, know. though. We know why the skipper called Gilligan his little buddy. I mean, there's something <laughs> going on there. Be real. <laughs> it's not a joke. And there's nothing uh, wrong with it. You I'm thought it was a penis this. joke? <laughs> and they were lovers. That's all. There was. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Step away from the ham- love boat. They'd be kind of tough on those hammocks, though. Well, uh, coconut <laughs> makes a uh, great lube, I've learned. So you ever, uh, you ever tried doing it in a hammock? Uh, no, I don't know if I have. Yeah, I have. I almost separated a shoulder. Oh, nice. You did? Yeah, the, the I, Jen and I. 
Wow. You were old and in a hammock. You were in your 30, late 30s, early 40s in a hammock? Yeah. Yeah. Her old man had a, <laughs> her old man had a hammock in the backyard. We were in the hot tub. We were kind of house sitting and, you know, you're in the hot tub naked because why would you wear anything into the hot tub? Sure. I mean, come on. It is, it is just Kent, for God's sakes. I mean, who's going who's gonna to see you, you know? Yeah. How'd you end up with a hammock, though? So you went from the hot tub to let's go risk our lives and limb and that thing? Yeah, she was just like, you know, well, well I want to go lay in the hammock, and we, we could do it in the hammock. And I was just like, absolutely, why not? It's <laughs> <laughs> not the kind of thing you say no to, I guess, but it's a risky uh, thing to do. I mean, yeah. I um, you, you use it like a straight-up sex swing, because that I could see. You put her in there, do the stirrup thing. You could swing her back and forth. But both of you nope. tried to jump in that thing? Exactly. Did it seem like a bad idea? They didn't try. They did, dude. I was the only one that fell out, though, because I was on top. And <laughs> like I said, I came down I came down kind of like, do you know what a scorpion looks like? Sure. sure. <laughs> but I'm talking about like the, the skateboarding kind. Yeah, like uh, Simon... Uh... <sighs> Well, yeah, I do. I don't know what you're talking about. So why do you so, so, so basically, <laughs> if you ever watch the TV show Ridiculousness, their logo is somebody that's face down on the ground and their legs are kind of coming up over the back of their head. Okay. And yeah, that, sure. That's called a scorpion. And that's basically what happened to me. I scorpioned out of the thing. Thank God it was only grass I fell into. Wow. Well, while we're uh, talking and on the topic of ridiculousness, uh, Chanel West Coast had a baby. Yeah, and what, did you say? what language was that? Chanel West Coast? What did you say? Yeah, that's the uh, that's one of Rob Deerdick's uh, sidekicks on ridiculousness. Do you watch yes. the show? I haven't watched MTV in eighteen thousand years, so no. I watch it all the time. I love that show. <clears throat> I DVR it, so I always have episodes to watch. But Chanel West Coast has always done something to me physically. Oh, you, yeah. She, I mean, she's hot, and now oh, she. she uh she's probably now late early, 20s late 20s mm, not acceptable but okay to 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 uh look at her is to want her <laughs> and now that she's <laughs> had a baby uh, she never had like real boobage but you know what the pregnancy does to boobies right i've heard turns them into milk jugs and they are 9.8 out of 10. Oh, right. so then you've never seen pictures of her mother then? No. Oh, yeah. Her mother goes by the name Penny Portia, spelled like the car. And she uh, actually wa was an escort. She's retired now and an adult <gasps> film star. And what? if you look at her, yes. Well, Chanel always says my mother has huge boobs, right? But then you go, go and look her up. Go type in Penny Portia. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. And those are real, too. No. I'll be checking it out later. Thank you, Bruce. She's going she's gonna to need some back support at some point. I'll tell you that. We've learned that Nick is a bit of a uh, booby racist, that uh, he discriminates against small boobs. He's thrown women out based only on small boobage before. It's yeah. just, it's, it's not a choice that I make, dude. I mean, it's a physical reaction. Wow. It's a gut reaction, huh? Yeah, right. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah, it's the science then. I get it. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got a booby situation that happened to me on Thursday that I guarantee you, Nick, you would have said no to, and even I said oh. no to, and I just oh. wouldn't. Oh, well, that's yeah, the part absolutely. I don't believe that you said no to. Why? Why? How bad could it be? She had Abdul the butcher tits. Abdul. Oh, they were soft and saggy. Uh, no, this, I'm talking about like these are full on flapjacks. Like they go from the chest straight to the back, and like you could like lift them up and like heat up a grilled cheese underneath them. They call those chesticles. 
yeah, I mean, they, they look like nuts, right? No, they, they, they look flat. Like you go, look up, look up the name, look up Abdul the Butcher. He's an old professional wrestler. Oh, I and remember him, dude. He was in that book I gave you. He looks like kind of like an island guy. Yeah. No, Sudan. How 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 old is this person that you're referring to? Thirty two years old. And they're that flappy. Dude, I am not even kidding. Is there like, a medical condition going on? Like, why well, she was a big girl. She was a. Oh, she was a okay, big, hold on. Let's back up already? a little bit because we're just <laughs> glossing over the fact that Brewski saw Titty last week. And, well, I was going to uh, say, did you actually see them, or are they under clothing? No, naked. I. She was fully naked. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, right. We up, gotta right. back up, right? <laughs> All right, so how are you broadcasting today, Brewski? I can't believe I'm doing this with my pants off. <laughs> you keep your pants off, and then let's get the story, dude. So start at the beginning. All right, so there's this chick I met on Tinder. Okay. okay. My as, son's as, favorite as, dating website, we've learned. Testing. <laughs> and she's, a, she's an artist. Okay. And, and so she she's unemployed. Also, All right. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Except I, I, she's kind of she's one of those artists that comes from a family that just gives her money. Ah, uh, that's the perfect it, kind of artist. So that's I, great. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of I don't think it's like a Maud Lebowski sort of thing where she had millions of dollars, but the house where she was living was pretty nice in Western Mass in this kind of little artisty community and that sort of thing. Okay. And so I've been talking to her for about nine months and. Yeah, like off and on. Yeah, I'm not sure if I really want to make the trip. And, and then she's like, I want to come down and spend a weekend with you. What's the just, trip? How far away? Two-hour drive. Okay. And hold on, nine months. We've been doing this podcast for five months. How come I've never heard of this before? There was just no real interest before? or Not really, no. Something you're keeping secret from us? No, 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 no. It's like one of those <laughs> things where like you, you reach out to that person when, like I don't know. When you're horny? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's when I call my mom. So <laughs> just to talk me down, obviously. <laughs> of course. Hi, Mrs. Harness. <laughs> it's like thinking about baseball, you know. Well, you know yeah. what I did in, in this right. case here. <laughs> yeah. I, I call I called one Nick Reynolds actually to to get his input on the subject and to mm. see if I should actually go and make this uh, two hour drive. Gotcha. I assume his answer I think was. He did an amazing job. <laughs> I gave you, did i give you good advice i said do it brewski throw caution to the wind i mean all you're going to be out is four hours of your time that you'll never get back and was it worth it that's what we'd like to know nick well, is mr leap of faith unless it's me otherwise go for it i used to be mr leap of faith with you come on you gotta give me that right i fell off a few cliffs so i get it go <laughs> well so i mean the 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 the, base, the highlight of the whole trip was being able to get uh pizza at this gas station near our house wow that's a good review that's <laughs> indeed. Yeah. you know what you know what it was yeah you ever have your parents say to you i'm not angry at you i'm just really disappointed sure I say that's that how I felt when I left her house. Ooh. Oh, I was wait, me? You're just no. disappointed in my advice. No, this one to myself. Oh. oh, so you put it in her butt. No, I didn't put it in her at all. I said, I said, 
I said to myself, there's absolutely no way. I brought condoms just in case, but there was absolutely no way once I got there and things started happening that I was banging this chick. All right. Not you, one bit. You pull no. in the driveway. Is your heart beating? Are you nervous? Hold on. No. I want to know something. Did you lay the groundwork on this? Like, this is just a meetup, or was this a potential date? Like, where No, this is, this, is, this is a potential, like, hookup situation. Okay, okay. Okay. Now, so... Ordinarily, when you go to meet somebody and you know that they're going to come out, someone's driving two hours to meet you. I think you would put out. No, at least job. Yeah. No, at, at least take a shower. Oh, at least, at, oh. <laughs> we're setting or, or like, real low here. <laughs> yeah. or, or at least, at least dress kind of nicely or something. Or something halfway decent. She didn't shower. Is that what you're saying? Are you kidding me? I, I a, she did she smelled like an Italian sub with extra onions? <laughs> her just body in general, with her clothes on, smelled that way. No, once once she got her clothes off, she lifted her arms up. Well, first of all, she, we're, we're, we're talking about a pretty hairy pit situation. Oof. All right, I gotta. Okay, hold on. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, dark, dark black hair to the point where it looked like she had buckwheat in a headlock. Wow. Okay, so you knock on the door. She opens the door. Are you thinking uh, I should turn around or ah, this might work out? Well, I thought about it for a moment, but but before I could do that, she grabbed a hold of me, put her hand behind my head, pulled it forward instead of making out with me. Oof. And breath was nine out. Okay, no, no, that was okay. That 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 was okay. That was alright. You're on the doorstep still, and she shoves her tongue down your throat. I'm, I'm like, I opened the door and I stepped because there was a set of stairs that, and like, you open the door, it was a landing, and I happen to step inside the landing of the door, and she grabs me and starts, yeah, shoving, and then she kind of grabbed me by by the crotch, and I think, I mean, that at first I was just like. Maybe this is going to happen, you know. That's the best way to to to, se- to sell, you know, close the deal any way you can. You know, that's the best way. That would Dude, be a I'm- strong indication. Yes, <laughs> I would say so. I'd bet a million dollars. I don't have that you can put it in there. Yeah. So okay, all right. So, so then we we walk upstairs, and as we're walking upstairs, the walls are filled with her artwork. Mm. Her artwork. Oh, yeah. she's bad, huh? I, I, art is objective. Sure is. Is. But describe art the is, medium. What is she doing here? A little bit of everything. Like paint kind of splotches, fabric stuck on there, you know, all, all kinds of stuff like that, you know? Mm, okay. Um, and so, um, and her room was, I will say this, nice and clean, but I will tell you this. She's wearing sweats, a t-shirt, and socks the, the non-matching socks which i guess for some reason people think is endearing or cute when you wear mismatched socks i don't know <laughs> or she's colorblind but yeah um uh she's in sweats and a t-shirt though i mean uh, in my mind like when i see my wife in sweats and a t-shirt like sometimes i find it sexy like was she looking cute and kind of you know s- sweats right. and t-shirt up or was she just no. a slob going well, no, to his, gym sweats or pizza stained sweats you know right the, the, the latter it was the uh, latter okay. Mm. okay and then here's the other thing too uh, she surprised me because when i got to the front door i'm like is this actually her? She had shaven her head. Ouch. Oh, she had oh. a shaved head. Well, but it's like down to about like, like, like you know, you know, the cut you get as a kid for like at the beginning of the summer. It's a yeah. buzz cut. 
Pretty much, yeah. Like Sinead O'Connor, we're talking. Yeah, a little bit more hair than that. A little yeah. bit more hair than that. That's rough and to so, pull off. Was it a good look on her? Because I don't like that look. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not like she was Zawadi. There's a porn star from Africa named Zawadi. Gorgeous woman. Just gorgeous. She's got this, she's got a shaven head, right? But not, like, not bald, but you know, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, yeah. if you see pictures of this woman, you will be blown away. First of all, she's like six feet tall, long legs, gorgeous woman, gorgeous. I'll but check it out. One, I've never seen an attractive bald woman. Um, oh, you haven't? No. I think you got to be, if you're really hot, you could be bald. You got to be really hot. I find yeah. hair just on its own to be sexy. Sure. A mediocre woman with long, beautiful hair automatically goes up a couple notches. So you better be fucking smoking. I mean, Jennifer Aniston shaved, I would probably throw out of my bed. Yeah, yeah well, she's not. She can't pull that off, dude. I, I've no. I've seen some bald hotties. Like, I will, like I, I'll Google Zimbabwe that you told me there. And no, I'll, no, Zawadi. Oh, Zawadi. Okay. Yeah, Zawadi's and then and then Rose. Zawadi. There's an MMA fighter named Rose Namajunas that always shaves her head before fights, and she's gorgeous. Both see, with her. hair. With hair and without, but she was better with hair. She's gorgeous with hair. Uh, yes. Without hair, I mean, she just yeah, she's not my thing. Okay, right, but so but you got a bald pizza stain. <laughs> overweight. She, she's an overweight woman, <laughs> and you're walking up the stairs. And so I'm I'm going up there and and get into her room and she grabs me again, making out and that sort of thing. And then the next thing you know, it she's just taking her clothes off. Wow. No chit chat at all. She's just ready. Not to at all. Not at all. And so then I was, just, and then I looked at her and I was just like, huh, you know, I, I, I mean, I listen, I've, I've, I've been with chubby chicks in the past, big women. Yes. Okay. But even this, like, I just couldn't, I couldn't channel my inner heavy D and be the overweight lover. I just couldn't do it. Disqualified. I just want to know I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so now you're in this woman's house. She's standing there naked. What? What? Uh, what's your clothing at this point? Does she rip things off you, or you're fully dressed? No, I took my clothes off too. What the hell? I figured I'm, I'm here. I drove two hours. I might as well. Yeah, because she here's the other thing. She kept talking up about how great she was at speaking into the microphone. Oh, yes, Brewski's euphemism for oral. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I don't know if you could say smoking the pole. That that's that's usually my favorite. That's well, my go-to. A gentleman says speaking into the microphone. So. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say this. Okay. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've I've been with women who say that they don't like to do that, and women who are inexperienced at doing that at speaking into the microphone, and yeah. they were twenty <laughs> times better than what she what she oh. passed off. Wow, it was awful. Oh, yeah, not one good thing has happened thus far, other than she lives in a nice house. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, then, and was, hold on, what was wrong with the technique? Too aggressive? Not aggressive enough? Teeth? What, I mean, what was going on there? Barely any mouth wrapping around around my penis at all. Like, and she was, and she's, and she's going like eighty mile, eighty miles an hour. So oh, you barely say penis again, but okay. Penis, penis, penis. <laughs> tallywhacker, if you want. I don't know. I'd rather tallywhacker. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so she's going like Sonic the Hedgehog speeds, huh? And it was, it was just awful. It was just really bad. Oh. And then, and then, and then she breaks out with this. She starts calling me daddy. <laughs> mm, it's, too, it's too it's too soon dude 
It's, oh, it gets better. It gets better. Hold on. What's the context? What was she saying, Daddy? Just is that good, Daddy, or Daddy's Yeah, Exactly. Oh, you you like that, Daddy? You, you like how I do that and that sort of thing? Oh, did and you I'm lose like, your chub right away? Did your penis get soft at that point? <laughs> did you think no. about your son right away, dude? I mean, no, I just. But I'm at that at that point there. I'm just. I'm thinking about anything that I. I I'm thinking of like Christy Canyon. I'm thinking of Gianna Michaels. Anything I can think of to kind of keep it going, right. you know. Sure. And, uh, and it's just it's and then she and then she like stops and then and then she says to me she says do you want to eat my pussy daddy <laughs> wow <laughs> oh, no wow. and i can only imagine the look on my face must have been do i have to <laughs> oh man yes, so daughter i do want to <laughs> <laughs> yes tiny daughter do you make no, a face or do you think you held it together pretty well I think I held it together pretty well. <laughs> okay. Wow. So uh, did you we... pop? Uh, did you pop one off or how? Was... Not at all. That's the worst part about it. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I left happy that I didn't actually. I was just like, I was very happy to get out of there. Wow. Okay. Did you go so... down? Oh, here's the worst part. She gets up on her knees and she's like, daddy, I want you to eat it from behind. Oh, my God, dude. What kind of nightmare are you telling us? You from behind? Daddy. Uh, and then, I'm all for a and little then, who's your daddy talk, but uh, not all this daddy do this stuff. And then, and then, and then she, rolls o- she rolls over and she, ha- and she has me um, plant- fingering her, right? So I'm finger banging her. And she starts going, eh, daddy. Oh, and then she starts oh, to cry. She starts oh, to cry. Oh, boy. Like, 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 I look up and there are real tears coming on her eyes. Because oh. you're so girthy or is she mental? No, no, this is fingers. This isn't penis. a scary place. That's what's going on. Oh, I don't know. But I'll just, I just, and then, and then she, oh. was, just, she was like, daddy, I'm going to square, put your mouth down there. And I was just like, and I was just like, and I was just, and I was, and I was, like, and I was like, I said, oh, Jeez, will you look at that? I, I guess I didn't time it right. And I pulled my hand out because I could feel like <laughs> pressure building on it and that sort of thing. Tremendous play by Bruski. And then out it came. Oh my God. That was her bed, so I didn't care. So <laughs> Was it everywhere? Was, she, was it a large volume? It was like the Exxon Valdez. Wow. Oh, my God. Did you call it a phenomenon? Was it part of that movement? I mean, yeah. It's a phenomenon. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, good uh, grief. All right. This escalated quickly, to quote yes. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you know? We should get Brewski your therapist number, dude. I mean, yeah. it's going to take some time to recover from this bad boy. For both of them, it sounds like. Jeez, what's with the daddy oh, issues? Oh, no, guys. So here's the thing, though. So, so she had a date the next night, the Wednesday night, oh, which was yeah. great. With the, she had a date with another, with another guy, right? So when I left, when I left, she texted me and she was just like, oh, daddy, it was so great to lay there with you in my bed. I didn't respond. I didn't respond to her text because I said to myself, you know what? She's got a date with the, with the musician tomorrow night, Wednesday night. And as long as that goes halfway decent, she's going to forget about me entirely. I haven't heard word one from her at all. Wow. Well, I guess you dodged a bullet, but she's. Oh God. Yeah. The, the best- he dodged a weapon of <laughs> fucking destruction, dude. Listen, this is the difference between guys and girls. Steve is on the dating websites and has to fucking try to get people to fucking meet up 
and and go for dates and he's Formally. a good looking guy that's got his shit together mm-hmm. here's a woman dude that is large and in charge with pizza stains all all of that and she's got date after date after date brewski drove fucking two hours dude yes this is what i was talking about in the tinder hookup world which is not the world i've been dabbling in but yeah and so you were did she have a take a number sign at her bedroom door (laughs) yeah i mean no, no, but I'll tell you what. I got into my car and I grabbed my bottle of hand sanitizer and I <laughs> squeezed about half the bottle into my right hand and was like working it in. And then I drove down the street and I happened to see a Cumberland Farms, which is this uh, gas station um, uh, chain here in Massachusetts. And I went into Cumbies and I went into their bathroom and I put my hand into some scalding hot water. I I bought a Coke because I knew if Coca-Cola can can get rid of um, yeah, engine oil. Melt holes can, and pennies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take care of that. I had that and a couple of slices of pizza, and I was like, oh, my God. this is <laughs> that, that, was, that was the best part of my night. Did you dip your junk in Coca-Cola? Is that what you're telling me? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I, but I was, it. No, but I, was, I had to drink it because <laughs> my mouth was – on her it was toxic dude her little lady i would have put drunken bleach yeah uh, yeah i would my my, hand sanitizer all over my face dude there was there was no there was no my junk did not touch the little lady whatsoever i Uh, said absolutely not not under any circumstances am i doing that Wow. So she squirted and you're just like, all right, this has been fun. <laughs> no, no, I got, I got I had to lay down for a couple of minutes and then she was just like, yeah, you're she, again. but then at one point she was just like, well, you you probably have a really long drive. And that was my cue. She kicked you out after all that. Well, she said it, but I kind of took that as my cue. And I was just like, all right, I'll see you later. She was worried about her daddy, dude. You had a long drive ahead of you. And dude, they- I, I, at one point I actually considered, I considered <laughs> Yeah, before any of that happened, when she laid down on the bed and she turned her, she laid down and she got on her knees and had her ass towards me. Oh, I thought about, I, I thought about grabbing my clothes and pulling <laughs> the Irish goodbye and running out to my car naked. It wouldn't be the first time I've ever ran out to my car naked. Wow. <laughs> wouldn't? Wow. No. Fascinating. This is fascinating, Brewski. First of all, uh, I make a formal apology, dude. I mean, yeah, good I, advice. Hey, guys, listen, when I tell you to take a leap of faith, I appear to not make the right call. For either of you. So you probably no, shouldn't listen. Yeah, no safety net for that leap. Um, yeah, well, and it's a reminder to you, Nick, uh, take care of that marriage. You don't want to be dealing with it. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't. Exactly. You don't want to be doing this. Oh, Brewski. Wow. I'm so sorry, dude. Oh, it's not your fault. I could have still said no. I mean, uh, yeah. So I'm sorry you didn't even get to pop one off. Oh, or maybe oh, well, that's better. It, Don't leave any DNA evidence behind. You know, I, I've, I've got, I forgot one other detail. Yeah, she left her socks on. She left her socks on the whole time, right? Hmm. And there was a really bad foot odor problem too. Oh, oh my wow. gosh, dude! I am, I, I'm physically sick. I, I, I don't uh, like this for you, dude. I how was like the uh, how was the kitty cat? I mean, oh. we're under pit odor oh, and everything. Steve, how was really? the odor there? Yeah, I'd like to know. I mean, I, um, I tried. I tried. I, take care better. I tried not to inhale when I got close to it, and as much as much <laughs> as much hair as she had under her pits. Yeah. 
It was. It was. It almost. It just what? was bad down there. Yeah. Wow. As but much hair up. as she had on her bits, dude. Who is this person? Okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not even the most hair I've ever encountered on a kitty cat. Oh, my oh really? God, oh my dude. god! One time when I was in my and probably I was probably twenty four, I hooked up with this chick. Her name was Shelly. She was from Medford, which is right near me, and. Give her address, please. <laughs> I was, I can't even remember. I can't, I can't remember. I can't believe I remember this, but I remember making out with her and I could feel what I was, I was touching her back. I could feel something at the base of her back at right where her, your back and your ass meet. Yeah. And I thought that's kind of weird. Then when I got her naked, it was like a diaper. It was black hair that went all the way to the kitty oh. cat and then up the ass. And what I was feeling on the top of her crack was tufts of hair. Wow. Oh, my oh. gosh, dude. This when is like I, you're at a circus freak show. When I went down on her, I started gagging at one point because the hair was going tickling the back of my throat. Wow. Wow. I, I know radio and podcasting is theater of the mind, so I'd just like to apologize to everybody if they're visualizing. I mean, we could wrap up at this point. Right. <laughs> we could really. I mean, wow. yeah. Well, Brewski. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear the way it went. Uh, don't let that keep you from trying again, dude. I mean, you don't can't let it slow you down. Well, I'll tell you what, though. That, that, this is going to make Steve's date look immensely better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Wow. No dry heaving going on in my world. <laughs> well, that was nine months well spent for you to lead up to that fine culmination of everything. So oh, yeah. Kudos to you. Yep. Yeah, boy. I feel like I have to take a shower, so I don't know. How afterwards, <laughs> it was awful, just awful. Oh, dude, I I honestly wor- feel bad for you. One of the worst sexual experiences in my life. Wow, and that's saying something because you've had years yeah. of sex, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right out of the womb. Well, all right. Um, yeah, tales from the dark side. So. <laughs> Right. Dude, you're so lucky that you didn't put it in, Brewski. I'm telling you, dude, it, I, I think it could have been real bad for you if you would have put that in. Well, first of all, if I thought if I thought that I might, I would have put a condom on. Even if I didn't get a chub, I at least was, like, covered and protected. Yeah. You know? Has but, no, I wanted, I wanted nothing, that, nothing near there whatsoever. Nothing. Wow. I, uh, I think I've told Nick this before. I don't know if you've ever heard this tale, Brewski, but the uh, the first woman I ever went down on, the first one uh, woman I had sex with, um, her uh, her kitty cat was disgusting. But I had nothing to commit to uh, compare it to. <laughs> I just thought, like, oh, they always say it tastes like fish. Like, oh, okay, like this is disgusting yeah. raw salmon I'm, I'm enjoying right now. And, and then when I uh, got onto the second woman, I was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to taste like? <laughs> like oh, my God. Like, I felt so like uh, I should pull my tongue out and boil it because I Probably. had no idea the toxicity I was dealing with. Oh, I had yeah. a uh, buddy. I shouldn't say he was a buddy. It was my cousin's buddy. And uh, he was going down on a girl. They were both drunk going down on her. Sure. He is getting ready to lay her so he wants to go take a piss before he starts walks uh, into the bathroom and has a fucking kool-aid stain on his face oh uh, the joker <laughs> smile oh my god dude. she didn't tell him she was on the rag and oh he, he got his red wings in. he and he tells this is what he says to me and my cousin he's like uh it tasted like i was licking batteries oh <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God! Why did you keep going? What? Why didn't she stop him? Why wouldn't she pull his head up? Or apparently they were. She was drunk, which that means drunk. she probably didn't even consent, right? I mean, wow. these are. Well, legal issues, but yeah. (laughs) The officers were in pursuit of Mr. Reynolds because he matched the description of a dangerous rapist. No, it wasn't me, dude. It was it was my cousin's friend. Breaking news story right there. That was good. So I I once went on a date with this this chick, and we went to go see this really awful movie called Malice that starred Alec Baldwin and Nicole Kidman. Hmm. And I remember that because we're in the theater. Watching the movie, then we kind of make out a little bit, and my hand goes a little wandering and goes inside her pants, right? Okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> wow, she's really she's really turned on by me. Right? Oh, just soaking wet, yeah. Yeah. Had no clue until after we left the movie theater oh. and as I'm walking into the bathroom <laughs> and I look down on my hand and my hand is like uh, like I was just doing an autopsy. Oh, oh wow. my God. Jack the Ripper, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't say a word to me about it. Maybe she didn't know yet. Maybe it happened as you were doing it. Yeah, how old were you? Might have been not everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. You no, made was, Dr. Terry, like, dude. I was like 23 at the time. It was, I mean. Yeah, she might have been a late bloomer. Maybe it was the first yeah, time. We had, didn't ask how old you were. We asked how old she was. Yeah. That I don't know. But I, I will say that when I when I met her, when I met her, I had go, I had met her at this nightclub, this bar near our house. And um, I had been at the, a party earlier on doing cake stands all night. And I go to this, we go to this bar afterwards, my buddies and I, and my buddies are out to the side laughing and pointing because I'm on the dance floor with these two chicks and I'm going back and forth, making up between the two of them. And then only later on did I realize why it was that they were all pointing and laughing at me. Why? Because these were two very large girls. Ah, you had your beer goggles on. Large I, ladies I was, need love too. I mean, dude, I was so wasted that night. I mean, I, I barely remember getting home. So, <laughs> nice. uh, speaking of your exploits out there in the world, uh, Brewski drives Uber. He texted Nick and I that um, it said something to the extent of we have a couple of new teenage girls that are going to be checking out our show. And I was just wondering, are we teenager? Are we talking nineteen? Hopefully, no. Fourteen? What are we talking? What, what teenage? I think I think closer to fourteen to fifteen. Why would you be telling <laughs> women to check out our? Hey show? girls, I it's a dirty, filthy show. Don't no, you? no, 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 no. No, they were they were asking. We were talk, make a conversation, and um, yeah. and they, they and then, oh, and they then, were talking then, about Pokemon or no? Uh, they asked me. They, they asked me. They asked me about. Are you from Boston? And I said, oh, I used to live in Seattle, and you know, I was in radio in Seattle, and they were like, oh, that's really cool, and, da, da, da. and I'm like, oh, I do this show with some friends of mine. They were like, radio, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, proceed, yeah, how did it get to uh, come listen to our podcast? I just said that I'm doing the show with you guys now, and they asked what the name of it was, and I told them. Nice. Well, I'll be looking for uh, a new dot on our map and a phone call from some parents very soon. (laughs) (laughs) I will let my 16-year-old. Wow. Okay. Well, I I, I appreciate the promotional efforts. And I picked them all up at this really nice private uh, school in Boston. (laughs) Chestnut Hill, actually. Yeah. What are 14-year-olds doing ordering an Uber? What the hell? They they had a... um, There was a... 
an event at school that night. No, they had, they, they had some sort of like. <laughs> this is all so wrong. And I, and, and I picked him. I picked him up at the Beaver Country Day School. Oh, good grief! Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, you are something champion <laughs> wow well good right. you, you had one hell of a week dude i was gonna say you really covered the spectrum of uh oh, well, inappropriate yeah. activities so. <laughs> yeah. right, steven uh let me first say that steve hooked up on the radio with a band this week on our oh. radio station yeah yeah did a good interview with these guys, uh, tried to weasel his way backstage on the air so they can't say no, and I never yeah. figured out how it went, dude. I, yeah. I heard the interview. Uh, the, yeah, the band's the Wood Brothers, and um, yeah, I don't know. My my only failure of my night out Saturday Wood. night, which was an epic night, was this fucking backstage thing. Like, <laughs> why the Didn't fuck come the through? Wood Brothers have such security going at this show in this small little venue they were at? Uh, he didn't, uh, I mean, it was one of the last things you said on the interview, like maybe I can come and take a picture. We can take a picture or whatever. He didn't just say like, let me put you on the list or after you were off the air. So here's the thing, you know, the, the reason I even interviewed this band, uh, you know, Dottie really wanted to go see this band and they're not advertising in our radio station, which means I don't have access to tickets. So I called the band's management company and pulled the old radio DJ thing and said, Hey, you know, you're not sold out yet for the show. Why don't you come on and we'll uh, we'll do a little talk? And they were like, "Oh wow, that'd be so cool." And I said, "Cool. Make sure I get a pair of tickets, and I'll I'll come to the show." So I, I used it for that angle. But then I have this trick that I do with you know Supercross riders. I interview sometimes musicians where during the interview when they're on the spot. At the end of it, I'll say, like, hey, I'm coming to the race or I'm coming to the concert. Maybe I come backstage ahead of time. We'll take a picture. I'll say hi. And they always say yes. It's, on the just spot. A, it's an artsy way of enticing payola. Yes. <laughs> I'm entrapping them, basically. There's no exchange of money. Only uh, only music, Services. So, yes. yes. But, yeah, yeah, it didn't fucking work. I went to the security guard standing at the door, and I handed him my business card. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm me. I'm here to say hi to the Wood Brothers. And the security guard, like, Van vanishes for 0.2 seconds and comes back out. I know where the backstage is. There's no fucking way you're sure. backstage. <laughs> and he came back out. He's like, you know, do you have a backstage pass? And I was like, no, I'm local media. Just tell him it's me. I'm here to say hi. And yeah, he walks back. He comes back like he didn't go ask anyone. He just comes out as like, yeah, if you don't have a backstage pass, we can't let you back there. And I wasn't going to sit there and argue or anything. What was Dottie with you? Yes. Oh, what a no. dick, dude. What yes. a dick. No, I mean, I had warned her that this trick may not work, but I was talking to the management company. I should have just told them to put me on the backstage list. But yes. again, this wasn't fucking, you know, Taylor Swift or something. I didn't think it would be such a big deal to just, hey, he's expecting me. Here's my business card. Just, tell, you know, let me in. So, yeah, that was the only failure of the night. And I, I had a little egg on my face, but I, I don't think Dottie really uh, batted an eye at it. Oh, my God. See, and I wonder, because the Wood Brothers, I mean, they see, I mean, people know who they are. Do you know who they are, Brewski? No, I had to look them up. I, I had no clue. Uh, one of the brothers in the band is from Modesky, Martin, and Wood. Don't know. Okay. They I, I know who they are. 
Okay. No. Uh, there And they've got more notoriety, so maybe they travel with the same people that he was using. Maybe they come from a big band. There's no other reason not to is let it, you in. No, it, it was the, the venue. It was their security. He just didn't want to go pester the band or whatever, so he just shot me down. And Is I, the guy like, you're talking about the, the guy that, that, that looks like Greg Allman or the guy that looks... Greg Allman, dude. Okay. No, it was Chris Wood. He was the shorter hair of the two. Oh, okay. But no. whatever. We had a great interview, and yeah, it's my fuck up. I was talking to their management. I just should have told them to put me on a backstage pass list. Yeah. yeah. Small venue for a band most people have never heard of. I just I didn't think it would be a big deal to you know sneak back there, but it was. So. What did you think of the show? Uh, the show was really good, I got to tell you. These guys live, listening to their stuff on Spotify, I felt like this is going to be a very mellow show. They reminded me more of Fish live. Like, they were just an upbeat sort of jam band, and uh, okay. it was a great show. So kudos to the Wood Brothers. You did a good show. And I don't blame them. I guarantee you that security guard never asked any of them to about getting me back there. But who? Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good show. Almost sold out, I would say. Theater. Was how long there. did they play? Um, a good hour and a half. They had a, an opener. Nice. And yeah, um, okay. all in the same genre. And yeah, it was good. And we nice. were sitting at the band's table. So we were um, not not front front row, but kind of uh, maybe a third of the way back, which is actually ideal. You don't want to be yeah. front row and staring up the whole time. Right. So, yeah. No, I mean, we got the uh, we got the VIP treatment getting in there. We got to go to the, uh, you know, the special podium where the band yeah. had their list. And, and I will say, I, oh, don't mute yourself <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Fucking Let me check team. mine real quick. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I gave away a pair of tickets on the air, and we were sitting there at this table talking, and I got the whole like, hey, I recognize that voice. You're the guy from the radio, right? Are you Steve? <laughs> so I got to be recognized in front of Dottie. So that was, you know. That was, was she cool. impressed? She, I mean, she's a big fan, right, of the band? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, she was impressed with the whole show. I mean, it was cool. You know, we, we got thoroughly stoned and drunk and all that stuff and just uh, chilled out and had a nice show. And Good. Cuddled up a little bit watching the show. And, and uh, Steve's other uh, training adventures, where'd you end up staying, dude? Well, we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Lake Tahoe. Check them out online, hrhc.com. Did you have Very a suite? Nice. I did. We got the nicest suite in the place. I wow. Well, the rock star move. Oh, a champion jacuzzi room with a view of lake tahoe but i'll tell you fuckers at one point we come back after the concert and we're pretty thoroughly buzzed to say the least and we're like hey let's jump in the jacuzzi this jacuzzi it's like a giant bathtub so it's got a hot and cold lever so you can sure. adjust the temperature <laughs> fucking cold water didn't work Oh, so just just golden hot you. water. <laughs> I mean, so we ran the tub at one point. Like, let's let it sit for an hour. Maybe when we come back, it'll be tolerable. It wasn't. So yeah. But you we, want my wife to sue him, dude? That's a big lawsuit. <laughs> I think so. Yes. On the comped room, I got. I was. I wasn't going to file a complaint or anything. <laughs> yeah. Don't they owe us some money anyway? Though. Uh, I'm, I'll That's a separate it. legal issue. Nick. We're going to keep that separate. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> now, yeah. There's a little something there, but no. Uh, it's right. uh, like many of the properties around here. There's a new person in charge of it every six seconds. So yeah, the current management is good, and we like them. So let me tell you this, dude. Uh, the thing I do know about steve's adventure is that he goes to the hard rock and uh stays the night there they go out for dinner uh what's one type of food brewski you would not want to eat on a sexual night hot wings okay yeah oh you're right there steve went out for mexican food 
Huh. Before a sexual rendezvous, <laughs> and uh, he's lucky he did well, dude. I think. I mean, unless you were lying to me, but no. So here's the deal: we go out. Yeah, we're in the casinos, right in, in Lake Tahoe. Here, there's a small little cluster of our casinos here, and checked into the Hard Rock. The show was across the street at the Bally, so we're we're hanging in that area. We went to a restaurant inside the Hard Rock first, and it was like an hour long wait, and that was my plan A because it's more of a generic restaurant. Um. So I, we didn't want to wait, so we walked across the street to Bally's, and they have a, a really good Mexican restaurant there, and uh, Dottie was like, let's do Mexican. Nice. But then we actually ended up, we ordered like chicken nachos, and we ended up getting it to go. We took it back up to the suite and sat there up in our hotel room, and we're enjoying our nachos and looking at Lake Tahoe and all that. And, you know, I ate light. And as I've told you guys before, my uh, my early dating plan is always you pop an emodium ahead of time because it cuts down on gas. Nothing runs through you. It's a win win for everybody. So I, I agree, dude. I think emodium before a any important event in your life, an emodium is a great choice to make. Yeah. So I wasn't too worried about it. Nor was I going to order like some you know chimichanga or something just dripping <laughs> yeah. sauce and everything. I mean, I was yeah. mainly eating chicken and chips. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So that went fine. And, um, yeah, went to the show. Show was super great. We partied like rock stars for sure. We had a phenomenal night. And, uh, Dottie, I got to tell you, man, I mean, I, I've gone to concerts with women before that try to pull off the, uh, the hot rock and roll chick thing, and it never quite lands correctly. But, uh, Dottie was wearing this mini skirt with, uh, skin tight leather pants, like something Kip Winger would wear. Or something. Oh, wow. I mean, she went all butt rocker uh crazy for you i don't know if it was butt rocker per se but it was hot rock and roll chick a little joan jet kind of thing the skin tight leather pants she had on a jean jacket with this you know black mini skirt thing she was wearing some silver jewelry i mean she so was she wearing a mini skirt or leather pants dude which one both it was that look where it's like the top is attached and it turns into a mini skirt oh yeah yeah well, it's okay. we're in lake tahoe in february it's freezing out so she put on the skin tight leather pants so it was a dual thing going on there wow and then, yeah, Jean, I mean, she was smoking hot. She was turning heads for sure. Certainly mine. And uh, so, yeah, we had, a, we, had a, we had a great fucking night. And Very I will nice. tell you, uh, Dottie is a nurse. And the next morning, boy, did that come in handy because I woke up a little hungover. She immediately hands me first the vape pen. Then she hands me electrolytes. Then she starts handing me random pharmaceuticals of like, here's some Advil, uh, take an antihistamine. It helps with the blood flow. I'm like, my nose isn't congested. She's like, no, no, no. It's for other hangover purposes. Like, she was right there on top of it all. Wow. Yes. That is something, dude. That'll make your father proud. I think so. I think the whole night will make my father proud. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't doubt that. Your dad likes a good lay story. Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we. Uh, I think we had four goes at it uh, throughout the entire evening and into the next Jeez. day. So, so yeah, um, it, was a, it was a mission accomplished short of night. Quadruplets, huh? Yes. No, I mean, uh, let's get an L word check in, dude. Let's get an L word check in. Has it been uttered? And <laughs> you motherfucker, dude. I see you no. smiling and shit. No. Uh, let's not. E I don't even want the L word check in, dude. Come on. Good lord. What's the come on? Like, is it bad if it. I've fallen in love? Isn't oh, that my God. Uh, <laughs> way, way too soon. Way <laughs> too soon. Says who? Oh, oh any sane, rational person. Oh, please. <laughs> I have told you guys, anytime I've met a woman I'm actually smitten with, which is about twice in my life, second date, it comes flying out of my mouth. So, Oh, my God. I, I if, if a woman if a woman told me that, that she, she loved me on a second date, I'm out the door. 
Yeah, well, none of them left. I married one of them and was a great I, know, I, get, I, 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 get, I get that. It's worked out for you there. But, but hold I mean, on. You're the one that told me when I feel it, it's okay to say it. So are I you know, telling how me can you deny feel, my feelings? How can you feel it after a second date? I just it's don't It's not get a second it. date. What are you talking about? <laughs> how many dates? How many dates? I, five, I guess. Five? Sure. I mean, we've been going at this for a month and some change here. We've done... I know. It just, it just seems... I, I, I just... It's you. Yes, I get it. Who I said you're it not first. ready to say it? No, no, no. That's, that's, but I'm saying this, Steve, is that <laughs> as your friend, I don't want you to be put in a bad spot. And I'm, I just, not, I'm putting a good spot. I think being more conservative when it comes to that particular word is is just the the, the better way to go. That's You're just asking my me to deny my feelings, and I just will not. Feelings aren't wrong, Ruski. They're never wrong. Sure they are. Say that Only to your the child molester, dude. I mean, feelings aren't wrong. Are you a sex offender? Well, no, that's are. not accurate. So here's the thing. Feelings are not wrong. How you respond to them can be wrong. So I would argue a child molester acting on those feelings is what's not correct. And that's what we're saying, dude. And I don't know you why we're bringing feelings, child molester into you, my uh, I'm not. You had feelings. You may have reacted wrong, dude. Oh, please. Like, you fuckers are in my head and have any idea? Oh, well, dude, I just, why? I, why are we having this conversation? I, huh? I, I, I'm sharing a, a good Listen, positive I, thing, and you two are dumping on it now. No, I'm not dumping on it. It's not just, dumping it's on more, it, dude. It's, I already it's, had to it's, disown one friend this week. Are you guys adding me? to? Or adding no, it's just, you know that what that it is, Steve? It's it's more of a, a concern for you, and that, and that's that's where I come from on this. And we're, we're already a disowned state? We're already at disown state. Listen, I've got a really good friend who uh, I, I'm fucking pissed at this point. Like, she's being an asshole about this. And so I'm just not going to talk to her about my love life ever fucking again. Because fuck you, you know? So you guys, like, w- what the hell? I just, Harness I, I, is in love and this is a bad thing now? No, no, Steve, it's I, not a bad thing you're in love, dude. No. And you're trying to get in my head and tell me if I'm uh, if I'm really feeling it or not? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not I, saying that at all. All I I'm saying no is you're feeling it, dude. I no, what no I'm saying is What I'm saying is It doesn't is, seem like you're glad I'm feeling it. <laughs> Go, ahead. I, Go ahead. I just I just think that that's just something that even if you're feeling it Waiting a little bit is not going to hurt. It's not going to make it go away or or anything like that. It just it just isn't. I don't know. What's and, I, don't, I, don't, and, I don't see the downside here, but okay. Hey, if that works for you, that's all that matters. <laughs> that is correct. So yes. Yep. That's true, dude. Go it ahead. works for me. I'm feeling it. I'm the one that said it first. She immediately said it back. She had already told me that she had almost slipped and said it multiple times. So when you're feeling it, I I, I was told by my two buddies here that that's when you're allowed to say it. So yes, I was feeling it, and I appreciate your congratulations on it. So then, when are you getting married then? Uh, Tuesday at seven. As well. well, I mean, if you love her, what you mean? Why not just go to the JP and get it done? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Seriously. You said you love her, right? I've said I love someone. Now we get married. Why not? That's the next step. How many times have you been married? No, n- never. Okay, so you've never been in love. Yes, I right. have. You're putting your foot in your mouth right now. Is my point. I'm sorry. Obviously, you can love someone and not need to sorry. rush into marriage. Uh, I don't. I, oh, that's I, rushing into something. Okay, I get it. Yes. After okay. a, what are we fucking talking about here? You're saying that after a month, I've told someone I love them, so now I just have to run out and get married. That's the. I'm there's just no saying, progression to any of this stuff. Huh? I'm, what I'm saying. What and I'm you're saying, saying is, as soon as you love someone, you have to marry them. Where, where is that coming? See, what, from? I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I. 
I just think that if you waited like another three weeks, it wouldn't hurt you. Well, I, whatever, whatever. I am so sick of people's arbitrary timelines for me. I'm, I'm throwing out there. I'm not. I'm not three giving weeks? you a, What difference? Hard, that I'm, make? I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's a hard and fast three weeks. I'm just kind of just throwing it out there as an example. <laughs> it just. It just seems to me like it's a little rushed. Uh, but that's like I said. I'm not. Everyone saying, thinks you know, it's rushed, but nobody can give me a definitive answer. Six months is too soon. They wait a year. Like, there's this arbitrary timeline everyone has come up with that when I then drill down on, no one can answer. Have you had your first fight? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't like my ripped jeans. I got very. (laughs) And it was a fight? That's not a fight thing. Come on, dude. That's Honestly, a, have you fa- had your first real fight yet? That, that's that's a fashion disagreement. That's all that is. She said she didn't like my ripped jeans. I said, okay. And that was the fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you have not. I mean, so, uh, of course. I, I, listen. I have a question. Well, hold on. Can I finish something here? It's, about, it's, about, the, it's about the ripped jeans. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. How, I'm how wearing them today out of protest, by the way. So. How ripped are they? Here. Here's that's not bad. Right. Uh, so, you, did, did you did you buy those like that or did you or, or is that no just, i don't buy ripped jeans i'm not a poser these happen good for you yeah. good for you i love my ripped jeans by the way but yeah they're comfortable too, too say that so. don't get rid of them i don't know how, don't know how she can say that at a rock and roll show i mean yeah that was my oh. thought but i could read the uh i could read the <laughs> I, I would, you, you, you change you say i brought sense the blossom. disappointment yeah uh, listen, no woman I've ever dated has been okay with ripped jeans. My ex-wife hated them. Uh, the ex-Sindenberg hated them. So my kids hate them. I'm the only one that likes them. Wait, your, your kids? I'm surprised because that's that's kind of the fashion right now amongst kids. Exactly. And I've tried to make that point. My my firstborn can wear them, but it's somehow not cool when old man harness wears them. Oh, okay. Well, you you were wearing ripped jeans long before she was even a thought in your, exactly. your mind. Exactly. And these people yeah. seem to forget what I do for a living. The fucking Hindenburg, the first time I put these jeans on, we were going to a radio station event. It was like a concert or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a film festival for like extreme skiing and whatnot. And, yeah. Perfect. I come out dressed in these, and she's like, didn't you say this was a work event? And I said, yeah. Do you forget what I do? Like, I'm a rock and roll <laughs> DJ. Like, you know, what the fuck? But anyway. Uh, yes. That's awesome. All right. So everyone's got these intangible timelines for it's me. It's not intangible, <laughs> dude. Did you, have you had number. your first real fight yet? No. You have to wait till you fight to say you love somebody? Uh, well, you want to make sure you still love them after the fight. I mean, you want to make sure you're good at it, right? Is love that wishy-washy for you if you have a fight? I'm referring to your life, not mine. Yeah, everyone is referring to my life, and I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, well, so I have to have my first fight. What? 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 What does that mean? It'd be a good idea. Don't you remember when we when we talked about the whole thing, and you were like, "Yeah, I got to find out. I got to find out how they fight." Everyone (laughs) has told me that if you're fighting within the first six months, you should just abandon ship and run away. So not true. Oh, I, I completely disagree on that. Well, I, I, the Hindenburg and I had our first fight like three months in, and uh, my shrink was just like, "Really? Three months and you're fighting already, huh?" See, I think I, I think if you are if you do fight, it's how you do it and how you make up and how you move on and how the relationship is after that that really sure. defines the, the relationship. But because if it's really bad and you can't get past what what happened, then this is not the right person for you. Where, but because. You're going to be a, a lot more fights going forward. And if you two can work through an issue together, that that's the sign of a strong relationship. Yeah, that's But fine. I mean, a real fight. Like ding, ding, ding? I mean. 
Oh, no, no, no. Nothing like You know, Steve. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Dude. I understand, but what, I don't understand what that has to do with whether you love someone or not. I understand that after a bad fight, if you see some terrible side, you may no longer love them. <laughs> Listen, what I'm telling you right now is, and and this is all good for you, dude. This is great. I I'm glad. Like Listen. Okay. Listen, I'm glad uh, you're having the feelings that you are. Negative Nellies, yes. I'm not trying to be negative, dude. I'm telling you right now that when you say if you love someone this that and the other thing you love her so far that's all i'm saying you've been in relationships long enough to know that you should probably wait a little bit right no i don't know what that has to do with the other so if i hadn't told the hindenburg i loved her on my second date then what you wouldn't have probably tried so hard to make it what it was and continue on with it. No, I would have felt that way. I just would have been keeping it inside because I was afraid of judgment from my peers. Wait a minute. You, so you felt you felt that with her, too, that quickly? Yes, I'm telling you, Jamie and the Hindenburg were two women I was absolutely smitten with after the first date. And on the second wow. date, yes, I blurted it out. But, no, but, but, but my, see, like, Jamie, I can, I can see because you ended up getting married and having kids. And, and I'm sure you two had fought. You know, enough, though, but in the moment, I didn't know that's where it was going. It's just how I felt. So I told her. I, so if, if Dottie and I end up you know, being together for a year from now, then retrospectively, you'll be okay with me telling her on the fifth date? No, I'll still I? think that it's too too soon, but that's just like I said, just that's me. That's just me. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yep. Nicholas, thoughts? Uh, my thought is, dude, is that I'm I'm from here on out. I'm just happy for you, dude. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. I and I, see, this is where it gets sticky, is because I told you a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to stop trying to do this to you and you said oh no don't stop don't stop but <laughs> i realized that i need to stop whether you need it or not because i don't want to be a dick dude i want to support you and make you feel good i uh yeah that's that's the truth that's it listen i, I want you to still have guardrails uh, excuse me sorry <laughs> this discussion's making me nauseous um no, I want everyone to be involved and have guardrails, but once the bell has been rung, I don't see what the point is of admonishing me for the ringing noise in the air now. Well, I, I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's so much admonishing you. I, I think what it is is, is that people sharing, <coughs> bless you, uh, pe people just kind of sharing that more than that, that they want to make sure that, that you're you're okay, that, that you're doing the right thing you, because, because, you know, I but time will tell it. on that. We love I mean, you. I guess if months from now she turns out to be a serial killer, then oops. But otherwise, but, but, none but, of us but, have you a know, ball. Just, but just so you know, it's not it's not anyone admonishing you. It, that's that's not how it's meant whatsoever. You know, it, it's more like well, you hey, can see how you I'm know, not feeling the love, right? I get it, but but you have to, <laughs> but you have to understand though. I mean, us us guys, you know. We're concerned. We love you, and we want to make sure that you're you're okay, and you're going to be in a, a good spot. That's that's what it is, and but that's what friends do. They, they they're protective of you. Yes. And, 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 it's and, true. But he shouldn't say it. Well, Marge, I felt it. So. Well, uh, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, what Randall said in Clerks when he said, you know, I had him long before you did, and that's Nick. Nick could say that, you know. Sure. Well, Stop. listen, time will tell. I mean, again, yeah. I, I'm going with the feeling. My uh, my bros here said that when you feel it, it's okay to say it. Now, will will time undo that? Hey, I mean, who Steve, knows? if you That's if you if you is, so. Steve, if we had this discussion <sighs> last week, 
And if you said to me, hey, you know what? If I'm feeling, if I feel like I'm going to tell her I love her on like the fourth or fifth date, you think I should do it? I would have told you no. But I, but when you said, when I told you, if you feel it, say it, I didn't think you were going to feel it that soon. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I'm still lost on what the harm is on saying so, being honest and true with each other. Like, I just think that it may, it's just, just, now she's got her hooks in me. You know, the difference here's the difference in you and me is just that uh, you're you're sure that you feel this way. I'm sure I feel this way. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, will time change it? I suppose it's possible. So in your dating life, your philosophy is move in with her first and then tell her you love her because. You've told us all you moved in with Rachel before you were even officially dating. But they, as, but but they, were, were, they were friends. They were just moved in as friends, though. Were you? Yes. At we that point, you moved in just as friends. And so you uh, banged yeah. your roommate? That's weird. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I did bang my roommate, but we moved in. We got a two-bedroom apartment and moved in. We were roommates. Uh-huh. We were. Even she I remember that story. You do, Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. We hey, were, wait a minute. We were roommates. Wait, wait a minute. I, why do you think it's weird to bang your roommate? I know plenty of people who have banged their roommates. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't actually think it's wrong. My point oh, okay. is, you're, you're saying, like, you know, harness, slow things down. Yeah, I moved in with the, my wife after six weeks or whatever, but I need you to just slow down. <laughs> don't use a word. Sign a lease, but don't, sign, don't say a word. Dude, I've known this girl as a friend since second grade. We moved in as friends together. But did you want want to bang her when you moved in were you romantically interested in her when you moved in uh i thought she i mean i thought she was hot and uh i thought what's this gonna hurt that we move in together as friends i was hoping something would happen right okay so well what does that mean i didn't i mean uh, i you can I go have, say- you can go get with somebody before you tell them you love them that's okay i'm yeah. saying we moved in together as roommates that's how we moved in regardless of this dude we're different you are in love and that is mighty dude that is mighty and i'm proud of you and i'm happy for you Mm. what what is the hmm? you don't know that that's true i don't know i'm not i'm not feeling the uh the support here listen yeah listen (laughs) yeah you have been together a short time and you're feeling great things and fucking great, dude. I love it. I love that. Okay. And, and there's just so many unanswered questions to your love from my point of view. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? You want to know? What, what questions can I answer for you? So that you, you can't answer this. them yet. You can't answer them yet. You have not introduced her to anyone else in your life true okay do I so need you're riding solo on this one Is huh a, do i need everyone's consent before i can tell this woman i love her uh well i just don't know that <laughs> i the conversations <laughs> a mute uh a moot point dude because if i'm talking about myself or if i'm talking about you we're talking about me here yes okay so yeah i uh yeah you love her dude and i'm happy for you that's what i'm saying all right i'll take you at your word you should dude when have i not when have i lied to you i i don't think you generally do no 
So I'm telling you, I'm happy for you. Dude. Yeah, but your first reaction, I saw both of you. You were both on camera. I don't know if you're aware of that, but I can uh, 100%, see your eye dude. rolling, head bobbing, like, uh, oh boy. He's yeah, done. that. Yeah, that's my first reaction, dude. God, I just wish I would tell someone this and be like, well, that's great. Like, oh, so I'm so happy. Because people are protective about you, Steve. That's why. Yes, but what does telling me I've done something wrong, what does that do to protect me? You want me to take it back, spin the clock backwards? Like, Hey, I wouldn't have said it, dude. I wouldn't have said like, oh, my God, I can't believe it if we hadn't talked about it. If you had just come to me and we had never talked about this and discussed this and said, I'm in love, I fell in love and came to me, of yeah. course, my reaction is going to be, that's fucking great, man. I'm so happy for you. But we've been talking about this for months, dude. But we save stuff for the show. Like, I, w- do you want me to run it by you ahead of time or no, call you out? No, 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 no. You don't need to run it behind me. But I thought, I, just, I thought you were going in a different direction with your timetable, dude. That's it. That's all. And what would have been okay? Three more weeks, and then this was okay, huh? I already told you my guideline, right? (laughs) I mean, at least have your first fight. Okay. What what if we're not a fighting couple? I mean, that could take a year. Oh, stop it. Come on, dude. When has a fight ever taken you a year? Well, I've been with the wrong women, clearly, which is why I'm single. So So, so here's the thing. So what... When, when I was with Jen, she used to always say, you know, we fight too much. I wish we were like Kim and Tom. They never fight. They never fight at all. And I had to tell her, Tom's a merchant marine. He's gone six months out of the year. If you're only seeing somebody six months out of the year, I think the time that you can see them, you're not going to, you know, little things like he blew snot rockets in the shower is going to bother you too much. Listen, no, dude, your therapist kind of is only- going to tell you that you're going to argue any healthy relationship has an argument. Of and that's course. what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that, uh, you know, no one ever fights. I get it. I'm just saying, what's this timeline and how, first, uh, how soon the first fight should be occurring? Because okay, I've had don't relate to fighting no, three think, months in. That's a bad sign. Don't relate it to a fight then. All I'm saying is there are things on her I that you will need to, to fill out. <laughs> yeah. That, that you're going to need to feel out to see if you have a genuine love for her. But again, I'm talking about me. There's certain things I would need to feel out. How does she, how does she treat people? You've never been around anyone. All you know is how she treats you. These are things that run through my mind for myself that I need to feel out. I need to see how she treats people. I need to see uh, if we're going to fight well. If we're going, if she's crazy and she can't have an argument, uh, you know, how does she treat her siblings? Well, how does she, yeah, all that shit, dude? I'm saying grammar. there's things I Could would that- need to feel out. Okay. Could there possibly be anything for? And this is for either one of you guys, not just for Steve. Could there be something that somebody does that could completely like just say, make you say, "There's no way I want to be be with this person." Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. But I don't. What's what's the comment? Oh no 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 no! I'm not, I'm, just, I'm not asking about it. I'm not to pretend that. I'm just curious if we uh, what what that could be. Are there deal breakers in a love life? Is that what you're asking? I mean, sure. like, I mean, like nose picking or, you know, bad tipping, you know, being rude to servers, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and, sure. I mean, yeah. those are red flags. She's very nice uh, to servers. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay. Oh, no, no. At <laughs> this point, we're good, dude. No, I'm just, I introduced I'm just, her to multiple waitresses. <laughs> they all seem to like her. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking if, if, if. There are anything that, that that's a big of a deal breaker for of you. Of course. But 
you know, if I'm feeling love right here and now, I don't do this. I'm going to stick a pin in it and then give her another couple of months, make sure she's not rude to the Uber driver or something. Like, of course, things can come up that can undo things or unwire things. I mean, sure. I also believe in unconditional love, and I'm not saying I'm there, but at some point when you are committed to someone, that bar becomes very high. Picking your nose is not on the list. Like, sure. Oh, I was just throwing it out there as an example, not like. Yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, there's some things you don't really discover until you're living with somebody. I mean, she'll never know except for the show that I blow snot on my mirror. <laughs> but, um, she yeah, knows, yeah. dude. She hears it. She listens to the show. That's what I'm saying. Except for this show, she would never know that kind of thing. But um, Until she lived with you or spent time with you, for sure. I get it. I was told to go with what you feel. So that's that's what I was doing. Apparently, I was misguided. No. I, you well, Steve, no. Just, so Steve just, just so you know, from now on, no matter what you tell me, yeah. Bruski, I think I'm going to light my house on fire. Awesome, Steve. You should definitely do that. <laughs> no. Well, if I already lit the house on fire, I don't know that you need to dump on me at that point. Steve, did you, did you use the right accelerant? Because if you didn't, I'm going to be really disappointed in you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Sure. <laughs> Let your love flow, dude. Congratulations. Here, listen. Feel very Congratulations. Let it flow like a mountain stream. It's my mistake for babbling so much about all this stuff. I mean, I no. get it. I brought everyone into this loop, so everyone has opinions now, and you know. But I don't know. Well, you, hopefully, this will all short circuit, and you can all tell me you were right. No, but that—that's the thing is, I don't want to. I don't want that to to be the case at all, Steve. Well, no, of course you don't. He's being a martyr now. Yeah, Come on, yeah. dude. I wouldn't. I'm trying to make I, a point. Like, you guys are stating this stuff, even though the bell's been rung. So either you're going to get to say you told me so someday, or I can be happy and everyone can. But see, yeah, I, I, would I wouldn't do that to Perfect. you, though. Perfect. Like, yeah. like, if it's one thing if I... just did, though. No, I didn't. No, not at all. <laughs> I no, did because... something. You said, why'd you do that? That's, that's, no, that's, that's one shade away the... from I told you so. No, it's not. I told you so is somebody somebody taking pleasure in the fact that you were wrong about something. And that's that's not what you do to people that you love and you care about. You can you can say that you think something was the wrong decision to be made. And if it comes back to them, you can feel empathy for them at that point. But you don't go and, if it's somebody you love and say, I told you so and revel in it. You just don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, you told me I made a mistake. That's pretty close but, to but, it. Didn't no, I tell you not to do thing. that kind of thing? And no, that's, that's no not one the said same you made a mistake. Listen, not the you, same thing at all. Listen, you did say I made a mistake, though. But Steve, you're, you're trying to say you can see inside right. me and say that I'm I'm taking pleasure and telling you that no, no, no. You, I'm not I know better pleasure, than you. But I'm if saying you, is, you said I no, made a mistake. But you said I told you so, and I told you so means that somebody takes pleasure in telling you you were wrong, and that's not what I'm doing. All right. I don't think that's what you're doing. I'm saying you're saying I made a mistake, and that's one shade away from the I next think, thing. Is didn't I tell you not to do? Why that? can't you just? Why can't you ever give a little bit? You're, but you you always <laughs> have to be right about everything. I, I'm just trying to clarify what you said. I told no, some no, of them. You to, said that was a mistake. You're trying to do what you always do, which is Steve's never wrong. Well, I've clearly been wrong many times, and you guys are trying to, oh, tell really? me to do it again. I, I can't believe that. Yeah, the Hindenburg in my divorce, so everyone can revel in my failures. Of but I would never, again, yeah. I would never revel in your failure on that. Nick, this is where you should probably tell people to start to dial back on the show. Yes, listen, dude. Please listen to me, okay? Because uh -huh. hey, I'm uh, never going to fucking tell anyone about my love life ever goddamn again. Are you, are you, this? That I've gotten from people in this world. Fuck, man. Nobody's fucking happy for me. You were all letting the Hindenburg just rain all over this shit. 
I, I have nothing. She's to... laughing her fucking ass off down there right now, so that's good. <sighs> well, but here's a question: Why is she still right. listening? No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get why why they're still listening. I mean, there's nothing that that we because I made say. a mistake and was with the wrong person. So. No, no, no. But I mean, well, okay. at some Listen. at some point, uh-huh. no, no, no. I'm saying at some point, <sighs> my don't God, they, dude. At some point, don't they stop, you know, like, are they that concerned that something bad is going to be said about her? Maybe they're a big Brewski fan. I don't know why they're Oh, so stop funny. it. I mean. <laughs> no. But you, you know what I mean? Like, you would think by now they're like, I'm going to be an that. adult and let it go, you know? I would think that, yes. You would think. Right, listen. I would. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is my microphone on? Can anyone yeah. fucking hear me? I can. Yes. Okay. Listen, Jump on Steve. in. Yeah, I'm trying. Listen, uh, I would like you to know, dude, that... No one was saying that when you admitted that you said, I love you. This is, imagine if you will, we walk into a boardroom and we're having a company meeting and you're telling me that, oh, I just did this. I reacted in a way that said, oh, let's make, we got to fucking do some damage control here. That's that's all I was doing, dude. Does that imply that there's been damaged on those? You have to do damage control. Listen, not to. Which would imply you're saying you've made a mistake. No, 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 no. We got to just, we got to, we got to move slowly here. Listen to me. Can I talk to you? The microphone is yours. Okay, listen, dude. You told Dottie that you loved her. She told you. Yes. You guys both love each other. All I'm saying from the beginning is, is, is this, uh, you know, a hundred percent love. You have a hundred percent love, right? Uh, I, I, sure. All right. I don't know what hundred percent love means. Like unconditional, <laughs> emphatic, just total love. Yes. There's no shades of love. Uh, no, I mean, uncon- are you unconditional love right now? No. All right. So you, uh, so this is fantastic, dude. Unconditional love is marriage level. That's till death do you part, better or worse. I'm going to put up with anything. Like clearly, we're not there yet. Listen, you know what I'm going to say? I get that everyone's joking that Steve's going to be engaged by the end of the week. Ha ha ha! Because he waited two years last time to ask somebody. Both Listen. times I've asked somebody, I waited two years, but somehow I have the reputation of just running off and getting married. So I get it. Listen, dude. All right, what are you doing right now? I'm feeling hurt is what I'm doing. Listen, right exactly. I'm feeling so unsupported. T- Steve, Steven, yes. let me tell you this. I apologize, dude, that my reaction was not what you wanted to hear at first, and it hurt your feelings, dude. I don't feel like I, I'm not trying to hurt you, dude. And like Brewski tried to explain, obviously this all comes from a, a protective place, and it was... It was given wrong. So I apologize. And I actually am really happy that you're feeling love, that you're feeling good, dude, and that she is as well. It's great. For entertainment purposes only, the vocal minority does not condone anything that we say. <laughs> you, okay. you, listen, I'm, dude. I'm glad you don't condone anything that's said here. <laughs> what? Okay, what? 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 Amazing listen, job. I yeah. did, dude. Okay. Listen, my feelings are hurt, so let me apologize to you guys for feeling that way, because now I can tell everyone feels uh, uncomfortable. But No, you have I'm no... Sorry I don't feel uncomfortable you. at all. I'm fine. I'm okay, just good. letting you guys talk it out a little bit. Yeah, you don't all. have anything to apologize for, dude. What I'm telling you, I'm being honest with you, dude. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. That was not my intention, and I no, can see how I did it. 
So I apologize. All right. Listen, no you guys aren't alone. On you. No, no, no one in my life has been happy about this. So it's, 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 not, it's not Steve. Again, it's not about not being happy. Like I like I said, it's just people being on my part. And I, I'm, I'm, I feel safe that I can say this about Nick, being protective of you. And it's that's a blurred it. line. I, I it was a blurred line. I can't, I can't speak for anybody else because I don't know those people at all. But just so you know, Nick and I would, would never uh, crap on something like that, you know, just for the sake of doing it or, or anything like that. It, it comes from a place where, where we're just protective of you. And that's, that's all it is. I'll, I'll keep you know. that in mind. I don't okay. think you're crapping on me for the just entertainment sake of it, but you were crapping on me. So, no, just... but it's not. It's not... Well, listen. I see when I tell I... someone, "Hey, I love you," and my buddies are like, "Oh boy, what'd you do? Damage control. Mistakes have been made." <laughs> Come on, dude. Listen, <laughs> I'm quoting you guys right now. Uh, well, so, so... I've, I've apologized twice now, and you haven't taken it, so I don't know if I can do I, it. I accept your apologies, and I understand that everyone in my life is not happy about this, and that's my I'm... fault for bringing everyone into this drama. I just and, told you, know. you I was happy, dude. I just told you I was happy. I appreciate your happiness, <laughs> but you don't believe it. Uh, I'm a little on the fence as to how happy. Is it 100% happy, Nick, or is it just barely in the happy range? I'm happy, dude. I'm happy. You know what? Here, let me. I'll tell Brewski this, and I hope I'm not sharing out of school. But Steve and I, because we work together and we're brothers from another mother's, we usually have a morning text. How'd you sleep, sweetie? You know, that type of thing. So Steve tells me this morning, Yo, good morning. Feeling optimistic for the first time in a long time. And yeah. and you, listen, I, that makes me happy, dude, because I know that that's true. I know that that's true. And I'm glad that you're feeling optimistic. And uh, I am. I'm happy for you, dude. I am. Well, good. I'm sorry I put you up with my reaction. Yeah. I've had yeah. some time to think. And I'm gonna, just going to be happy for you, dude. And so I, I am. This is shocking for everyone, so everyone needs a little time to digest it. So I understand. I hope what your mom say for you all? What'd your mom say? I, I, I don't know if I told her that I told Dottie I love her yet. Reaction. So you're ner- you are afraid of it. Were you nervous to tell me? So far, not one single fucking person in my life has expressed any level. Unless it's after an apology and uh, 20 minutes of, you know, airtime taken up. Um, So, no, everyone's initial reaction is this whole you're going too quick thing and all that. So, no, I'm not real excited to tell anyone because I know what the reaction is going to be. So. Well, I don't know. I don't know why everyone's saying it, Steve. I don't know. I don't know. You all are concerned. You're all afraid I'm going to get hurt. I totally understand that all of this negativity is coming from a good place, which may be counterintuitive for negativity, but I get it. I do. And I also get that I have let everyone into the fold of these last six months, so everyone sees how bad it was. And maybe I overshared, you know? I mean, because I've never, I've never had anyone in my life sort of uh, pull the rug out from underneath me. But you know, Emily's been one of my best friends since we were fucking fifteen years old, and right now I'm, I don't fucking want to talk to her. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So is is it because is it because she isn't. Um like you go steve that's awesome or or was it was it, is it more than, than than that it's radio silence 
I text her and say, hey, here's what's going on with Dottie. Two weeks oh. of silence. And then I'll text her and say, hey, I can tell you're not happy about uh, that. So let me share another thing. Oh, okay, okay. So and then that, I get a reply about nothing but business. Like, I mean, it's just, I, I, I can tell. I know. Oh, okay. I told my mom she wasn't happy. Your sister's going to be pissed. My buddies are eye-rolling. And like, no one's, you know. Well, okay. And everyone, I, by the way, wants to start to point out, you kind of hurt my feelings. Then everyone's like, oh, hey, well, hey well, okay, we're happy, we're happy, we're happy. But I know, I know you're not. I, 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 it's not that I know you're not. I shouldn't say that. I just know everyone has all these concerns, and that is overpowering your uh, shot glass of happiness. But I get it. That's how, how a guardrail makes you feel, dude. Feelings aren't wrong. Your feelings aren't wrong. So, I mean, that's that. And I, you know what? I apologized. And that is what a guardrail is for, dude. It's to it. let you know you haven't run off the road, okay? To push you back the other way. And it. you don't want to hear it. And I understand that, and I'm good with that, dude. I am happy for you, all right? Yeah, no, I get it. My shrink was happy. She's the actual main guardrail. Misty! <laughs> she, she's even good with it, but I don't know. Misty! Misty! What'd she say, dude? Uh, go with the positivity. You don't know where any of this stuff's going, personal life, professional life. But the fact that you actually have good things happening for you is a good thing. Don't get all negative Nelly. Don't start future tripping. Enjoy how it feels in the here and now. You keep guardrails moving forward, not posthumously. And uh, we're all here to, you know, keep you in check. So There you go, dude. That's, you know what I say about that? Enough said. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I think it is an upset, Stanley. I think it is an upset. Uh, look in your uh, mailbox for the wedding invitations in a few years down the road. And besides that, I'll I'll let you know. I'll I'm, get you a nice gift. I promise. If I'm not uh, if I'm not uh, going to minister this, you know what the consequence is. I will show up that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Steve, do you do you know by the way what the most the two most beautiful words said uh, associated with a wedding are sign here on the prenup. No, those are the two most beautiful words. That's so romantic. No, the two most beautiful words with the wedding are open bar. Ah, yes. I'm sorry if the romance has been beaten out of me. I can't imagine. Why. Open bar, baby. Yes. All right, open bar, tip well are the two words that will be <laughs> I, I always get, you know what's funny? when Whenever I have uh, Uber passengers who are always talking about so-and-so getting married, so-and-so getting married, and it's always girls that are talking about it in my car, and uh, and I said, well, you know what the two most beautiful words at a wedding are? And they say, oh, I do? Uh, no, open bar. And then they, they always get some laughing. And Well, I only had one time one woman was like, I can't believe you said that. I can't. And she got all, all bent out of shape and that sort of thing. But her friends were all laughing about it. They're like, yeah, you know what? You better have an open bar at your wedding. Yeah, well. No one's planning a wedding, but I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind for years and years and years from now. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. All right, dude. Well, why don't we move past uh, personal stories and we'll move on to things happening in the spinning rock of ours. Oh, there's a lot of things going on. I've got things. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, I'm fine with whoever going first, but uh, let's talk quickly about this. Uh, the Trump deposition. Have you watched any of it? I mean, if you watched a few minutes of it, you've watched it all, right? Well, I know he said 473 times that he <laughs> takes the fifth, 
So yes, right. He takes the fifth, and I love the clips that are going around on this of uh, you know him saying you only take the fifth if you're guilty, and then right. he proceeded to take the fifth four hundred seventy three times. Yeah, it really was like four hundred five times or something. I mean, the- it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was over four hundred. I don't. I don't remember the exact number, but it was over that, like between and- four and four fifty somewhere around there. I love the watch Stormy Daniels horse face. Was that in that deposition or was that a different thing? No, that that was that was just a that was a Twitter thing. I'm no pardon me, a truth social thing. Okay. He posted about her. Yeah. First of all, when you're accused of raping somebody and you uh, tell you say that they're not your type or they're ugly, you're right. fucking guilty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes, you're so guilty. Yes, we By all the way, know Stormy Daniels is hot. So I mean, obviously. Yeah. Well, you, you know what's funny is that so he was saying that E. Jean Carroll wasn't his type and never was his type, and it's funny because they showed him a picture of her back when it 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 actually allegedly happened. Yeah. And then they said, do, "Do you recognize the woman in this picture?" And then he says, "Oh yeah, that looks like my first wife, Ivana." Oh yes, yeah, I did see that. He actually. Yeah, How awesome was that? Yeah, thought it was someone he would have married. Yeah, exactly. Not your type, huh? No, that's E. Jean Carroll. He may have been lying. I don't know, but he may he may have just been lying about that stuff. So, I think I think he was. It was more one of those like, oh, I think it was a senior moment. You know, one of those things there. Yes, a Biden moment. Yeah. <laughs> Biden moment for sure. Uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting to watch the deposition, and I don't know why it took so much glee in hearing him plead the fifth every time. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to keep same hearing answer. I just, same answer. Same, same answer. answer. Well, you noticed he never wanted to say, I plead the fifth. He never used those words. No. Exactly. I'm going to use yeah. my constitutional rights. And the lawyer's yes. like, you mean the Fifth Amendment? He's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't right. want a tape of him saying, I take the fifth. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, no, that's fun. Uh, can we just arrest the fucker already on something, anything? Please. Please, dude. What is going on here? Right. So, it's going to happen. I really oh, <laughs> I feel please, it in my heart, heart that it's going to happen for something. We, we should maybe have bets on that, like, you know, like the Deadpool. Like, which thing is he finally going to get yeah. arrested for? Something uh, tells me it'll be idea. the least offense. I mean, it'll be the smallest offense. It's going to be a misdemeanor or something. Yeah. Well, if it includes, I would love jail time, obviously, but if it can just include disqualifying him from running for any sort of elected office. That's all we want. Although that would probably be a convenient out for him at this point, because I don't know if he's going to win the nomination. If he does... I don't think many Republicans are to actually support him. It might be more embarrassing to let him just, you know, fail spectacularly at the voting booth. I don't know if we'll blame. find in, I don't know if we'll find any satisfaction in that because he's just going to go back to the whole it's rigged thing. It's yeah. rigged. It's or rigged. you know what? He's already said that if he doesn't win the Republican nomination, then he's going to run as an independent. Yeah, which would be fun. So maybe we do want him to run. Uh, yeah. Can, can pull a little Ross Perot, except Ross Perot was a real billionaire. Right. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Nick's right, though, because in the last election, I kept saying, like, let's just let him lose and then he'll be humiliated. But, you know, reality doesn't sink in on, on when you're a narcissist like that. So. No. Do you know who uh, Mariana Van Zeller is? I've talked to you about yes. her before. Okay. Yes, she's trafficked. Yeah, trafficked. Uh, she That's a great show. She does a show on National Geographic that's called Trafficked, and she's she's a legit 
journalist that travels into the most dangerous situations in this world yeah and does undercover shows this last one that she did was on ghost guns do you know what that is yeah no uh no registration of any kind yeah no serial numbers and this whole i'm going to say it ladies and gentlemen it's a phenomenon the uh, 3d printers and ghost guns is going fucking crazy dude because you can this you can buy a kit off the internet from a gun dealer where you don't have to they're just parts they sell them as parts and as long as it's missing one part that they send you a zip drive instead of the part and you print that on your 3d printer they can sell guns online to anyone without registration or anything so she's doing this whole broadcast on ghost guns and she's interviewing different people who purchase them who sell them and these guys come up that are printing ghost guns and they are part of the folks that were at the january 6th insurrection and dude i pissed my pants i mean i was frightened by the fact of how many guns that they have printed that are untraceable with the complete goal of going in and having a redo on the january 6th insurrection and doing it quote unquote right this time with loaded weapons people will die that's that's crazy dude i mean if we have another insurrection i mean trump's going to be behind it don't you think he's going to get everyone riled up yeah i heard uh i think it was ted lou from uh california congressman senator one of the congressmen thank you um he said i'm not worried about trump winning i'm worried about trump running again and losing yeah for just that reason like what's going to happen if he loses again when he drums up this fake support and starts right. another insurrection and this time they're going to know to do it differently or better like you're saying you know they talked about bringing guns the first time and they had all this weapons cash across the potomac that was ready to be brought now they're just going to bring them with them so yeah yeah well well now you you've got the other story i've seen today which is they're already saying that if uh trump is charged with anything at all then Civil that's wars when, on exactly that's when they're going to rise up i you know it's a legitimate concern i hate to think that we would all back off because we don't want his nut jobs to do another insurrection like you know that's being yeah. intimidated in the wrong direction but we can't but yeah it's off. a real possibility though for sure yeah, yeah. No, just to know it. I mean, Rachel's been all over my case lately of, like, we have to get fight strong, dude. It's time to get fight strong. Uh, You know, just be ready for it, dude, because it's there's a good possibility it's coming, right? Yeah, there definitely is. I would also hope the other side is more prepared, the police, the National Guard. Like, we're not going to treat this as a joke this time. We're going to actually have more cops than well, people there on this uh, maria van zeller uh, episode of ghost guns the uh large percentage of the people that were at the capitol according to this group were officers of the law dude. absolutely that was what i was going to say there's a, a huge contingent of law enforcement that were at the capitol that day um and there are a lot of those guys that are Trump supporters. And then you you look at and you see how many active military. I mean, there were Marines that were actually uh, attached to um, uh, what was it? An intelligence uh, apparatus in D.C. in Virginia, uh, in the active military that were at the insurrection as well. Working yeah. from the inside, dude. Yeah. 
I would assume every profession has its level of jackassness. Just yeah. like you can't say all priests are child molesters, there's plumbers that are child molesters. There's, you know, I mean, so I get it, but I would hope that ones on duty would be smart enough to stop people actually breaking the law in front of them. But well, that's what we asked them to do last week, dude. If you see something, say something. Yeah, and I'll tell you some of these gun arguments we've been having on our you know Facebook page, TikTok, and all that kind of stuff. You know, people keep telling me that there's parts you can make that'll turn it into an automatic weapon. So, what good does it do to ban automatic weapons? Well, then you're just telling me we got to go a little further with our laws. Then these kits should be illegal. The kits that sell everything but the one piece. That, yes. Uh, every just we got to regulate the shit more. Obviously, you should not be able to just print a gun. <laughs> but you can that doesn't make it right so apparently we need even more laws so thank you gun nuts for pointing that out yeah no completely dude uh it's a scary thing one of the other guys on this ghost gun episode was selling them and he is a cop and he basically said like once this takes off and you know all people find this and have access to it and it's getting easier and easier every day that the world is going to be unrecognizable yeah and that's frightening right yeah Ugh. can i tell you the upbeat side of 3d printing though yes please do we need an upside i think it is the technology of the future it's going to be one step away from teleporting like we could do on star trek in other words you can go on amazon Amazon's going to have a whole 3D printing section where you just buy a screwdriver and boom, there it is. It's printed on your 3D printer. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking forward to that stage of it because if you think about it, there are a lot of things that can be printed solid state. Tools being a a great example. The medical field, dude. I mean, I think that they are uh, starting anyway to uh, flirt with uh, 3D design on different organs of the body yes i've heard about that yeah yeah. well i i I mean i watch a lot of automotive how-to shows and there were a couple of shops one shop in particular a big one in utah that has uh, a big like they have a massive 3d printer like this thing is really huge and they actually printed um uh like lights for cars that that frames and yeah that ordinarily it would take them weeks and months to, to try and find them uh, out there, but they can get a file and scan it, and this is what it's supposed to look like, and then, then print a, a new yeah. copy of it. Yeah. yeah. Working it's on something. my dirt bike, I mean, 90% of the parts are a solid piece. The plastics, you know, the fenders, all that shit. Uh, sure. Tires, a tool. I mean, there's so many things that we can just someday here instantly buy, and it's just going to show up in your household 3D printer. Every house, like a dishwasher, will have a 3D printer in it. I asked my brother-in-law to go in uh, halvesies with me on a 3D printer. I just want in the game, dude, so I can start figuring out how to do it. And I figure you don't need your own, right? I mean, you're not going to be printing all the time. So if you could share the cost with somebody, it'd be great. You were always first technology adopter. I remember Nick had a, a CD burner. When it was a brand new thing, and it was the yeah. size of a toaster oven. Yeah, those things are huge. <laughs> you know? I still have that, dude. Yeah. And it was real time, too, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It so you couldn't just burn something 32 yeah. You know, it was real time <laughs> for that hour CD. But yeah. yeah, no, it's really cool. My kids, uh, middle school and high school, they have 3D printers. Yeah. And my son brings home things that they just, you know, make in class. We brought home a cool little r2d2 we printed it off like i mean <laughs> it's cool as shit dude i love it i i mean it is it's gonna i think you're right steve it's gonna change the world and i've never thought about it that way where you'll just like be able to go on amazon and be like oh i want that screwdriver and it'll just fucking print for you yeah 
Someday there'll be an organic 3D printer. You can probably start printing a food-like substance. You know, we can solve world hunger. Just print a bag of oranges or wheat or whatever. <laughs> Maybe so, dude. Yeah, like space food, but they'll make dude. it look more palatable. You better, <laughs> you better trademark that idea, dude. All right, I'm can you <laughs> load a 3D printer up with organic matter and turn it into food? I would assume so. Great. I had the idea. Now someone go make it. Yes, please. Does that make me the inventor, though? Because now we're calling back to another episode here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unless but, you come up with, with how to actually do it, no. Right. Okay. Hey, dude, uh, what do we think about the uh, Chinese space balloon? Um, uh, you know, they make cheap shit, so it wasn't going to fall apart on its own anyways. Do we have uh, they, were, <laughs> they were mad that we shot it down. They were like, uh, this is just like a recreational balloon. <laughs> Why'd you guys shoot it down? That is weird. Fake indignation that they got pit. You floated something over our country. Don't tell us you wouldn't shoot one down if we did it to you. Come on. But I do wonder, but, because one was over South America. I think they just set these things loose to see where they'd end up. I don't think they targeted it at us. I don't know if you could do that. Who knows? Well, well, you know, you know why the United States doesn't do it? Cause we, because they have satellites. Right, I was going to say. What's this balloon <laughs> shit? What, the 1920s or something? Yeah, we have Kinda satellites. Kind of satellites up there? What? There are people who still send homing pigeons, dude, to take care of business, you know? That was honestly my first thought of, like, is it a spy balloon? Like, who the fuck needs to float a balloon in this day and age? But, well, it will last longer because people just look at it and be like, oh, a balloon got away. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the uh, Republicans are pissed that it took so long for Biden to take the uh, space balloon down. It was so funny, dude. Uh, who's the drag queen, Marco Rubio? <laughs> George, no, Rubio? no, George Santos. Santos, yeah, <laughs> Santos. I, I he was on. Uh, he was on Fox News, dude, and he was like, "I have no idea why it took this administration so long to take down this balloon, this spy balloon." And the host was like, "Uh, well, you do realize that there were four or five of them set loose when Trump was in office, and they never shot him down." Yeah. We also didn't hear about them. I mean, yes. I, I know the Pentagon saying that this has been a thing that's happened before, but I don't know. I, I, the whole thing is mystery to me. Again, if China was I, trying to spy, it seems like there's a thousand better ways to do it. Alexa, dude, they're doing it through Alexa. They're doing it through our phones. Like, what are you worried about? Yeah, they're doing it through TikTok. Exactly. Right. So. Well, yeah, but the, the, don't you think that that might possibly have been kind of like a needling thing? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean. No, that's like we're we're floating this over over your country, and we're just, we're just doing this to fuck with you a little bit. Bruski, is that a racist acupuncture joke? <laughs> I, I wouldn't think so, but no, I didn't. <laughs> They're needling us. Uh, I don't know listen. how it made it over the heartland without some redneck just shooting the thing down. So. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and none of them have guns powerful enough to reach it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That must have yeah. been fun for the fighter jet that actually got to go shoot down this giant target floating through the sky. Just, he had to yeah. be stoned, right? But they, <laughs> like, let's get stoned and shoot this fucking balloon, man. But they but they, they didn't even use guns. They actually fired a missile at it. They used a yeah. sidewinder. That's a lot of money. Use bullets, for God's sake. I would have thought the missile would just pop through it and keep going and, you know blow up canada or something <laughs> so. no because because once it once it hits the once it senses the heat as soon as it hits the the, the target that's when it blows up uh that does seem like overkill so I yeah how much are those heat seeking missiles brewski oh uh, that's yeah, a really yeah. good question a sidewinder Bruski's computing 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 Bruski's computing 
you have an answer? I do not. Not a real one. <laughs> well, How about this? The internet is slow. a lot of money. Buying bulk at Costco. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh wow. What do you that's got a, there? That's Bruce a lot B? of money. How I much? Would, I assume they're quite a bit. So. <laughs> yeah, unit cost on that. It looks like it's like three hundred eighty-one thousand dollars. All right, mm-hmm. I think they shot two at it, so we're in you know three quarters of a million almost. Wow, China's just trying to nickel and dime us into poverty. That's what they're doing. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I didn't realize it cost that much. Holy crap. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well. You know, Maverick, Maverick wouldn't have gone to missiles right away. He went straight to guns. Yeah, probably. so. We didn't have a drone that could do that shit? Just run the drone into us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, everything does seem fairly low tech about this whole thing, right? right. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. What you got there, Steven? Uh, We were talking about Oregon, so I guess I'll uh, use this as a a springboard for this one. Uh, Massachusetts. Brewski, you may have some options here. to. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts bill would allow prisoners to donate organs for a reduced sentence. Incarcerated individuals can reduce their sentence by two to twelve months if they donate their organs or bone marrow. Dude, wow! Hmm. Something about this sounds like a fantastic idea, and something sounds like a terrible idea. Sounds a little Orwellian, like uh, Solomon or something, right? (laughs) The government's harvesting your organs. And And aren't our prison systems already uh, fucked up enough? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I would find out. So if I can get 12 months off for a kidney, first of all, I have two of those in a lung. So maybe I can get like 24 months off and I could still live. So I would go commit a crime that the average sentence is a year and a half. And then just tell the judge at sentencing, uh, take my kidney. I'm going home. Like I got to beat up the whoever and I'm off the hook. Or I got to do some tax fraud and I'm off the hook. Like, well, yeah, it's like can I prepay or do I have to go to jail first and then donate the organs? Yeah, it'd be cool if you could, uh, you know, bank your organs. <laughs> Just right. be like, yeah, take it out. And this is a 12 month get out of jail free card. If I punch Trump in the nuts, like that's probably a year in jail. So if I'm just willing to donate the organ up ahead, then I can go punch him and be done. Uh, as long as it's Massachusetts. <laughs> you know? So I just got to wait for him to show up there. It's going to yeah. be a tough one, dude. Okay, because first of all, let's think about the population in prison and uh, uh, you, getting organs and giving them to somebody like, like a kidney. I mean, there's so much testing that goes into that, and there's so many things that disqualify you. Have you ever done intravenous drugs? Stuff like that. And a lot of people in prison are probably going to say yes, you know. Sure. Do so, you become part crazy if you've got the uh, you know if a kidney from a serial killer is now in you? Do you do you pick up the attributes? It's like or a heart, crazy. dude, a beating heart. Yeah, I don't think you can just donate your heart, but uh, you need something you can still live afterwards. <laughs> no, you do. I would you can get a chimpanzee heart. Come on, off your sentence. <laughs> just take all the organs, and then you're free right then and there. So yeah, no, uh, that, it's very macabre, well, dude. I don't know if I'm into it or not. Just so you know, right now in the state of Massachusetts, there are 5,614, and this is as of July 1st, 2022, um, in in the uh, MCI, Massachusetts Correctional Institutes. So we have 5,000 potential organs. But let's let's be serious about this. Let's say a relative think, of yours is about to die idea. from a, you know, they need a kidney, and there's no one on the list, but a prisoner says, I will give your daughter my kidney but I want to be out a year earlier. I think I would be probably fine with that deal, right? Yeah, I think you have to be, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, if it's your kid, yeah, for sure. Well, everyone's somebody's kid, right? So if it's okay for your kid, it shouldn't be okay for anyone. 
Yeah, I know. I thought they were talking about you, like they said to you, "Hey, you know, Steve, you know, uh, as long as you can get me out of get me out of here, I'll give your daughter a kidney." You know, I'd probably break someone out of prison if they told me they'd give me the kidney. <laughs> kidney so. Well, to save your kid, yeah, for sure, yeah. Now I will say, I asked our one uh, formerly incarcerated friend, oh, who sent mm-hmm. Charlie this article. You did. And if anyone's just tuning in, Charlie is my ex-wife's new guy who served 20-plus years in San Quentin prison for felony murder. He's out. He's rehabilitated. He's a good guy. I'm not making commentary on that. But he was actually incarcerated. So I asked him, like, here's the article. What what would you have said if you were in jail all those years and you could donate a kidney or something and get out earlier? What do you think his answer was? Uh, he didn't have that many organs to donate, dude. Because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was in there for a long time, right? Yeah, sure. But anything coming off your sentence would probably be a godsend to you, right? I would think, yeah, maybe he said yes, I would do it. His answer was, fuck yeah, I'd cut off my dick if it got me out earlier. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wow, I just can't wait. That that just blows my mind that I want to hear even more, Steve, about him being in jail. That's how bad it sucked for him. He never got used to it. No, I can't imagine he would. I mean, probably a place of tolerance or understanding, but I can't imagine you ever embrace it. Yeah. I would imagine you spend every day thinking, how could I get out of here? And that much sooner would be, you know, a year off your sentence. I'd yeah. Chopping out organs, too. So, You I know, mean, if, you, if, if we ever have him on the show, I have two questions I want to ask him, and I, I bet neither one of those are things that you would think I would, I'd want to ask him about. Well, do I want to hear or save him? Because hopefully he is going to be on the show one of these days. I, I can save him. I'm curious. Go ahead. What you... <laughs> I want to know, first of all, if he ever witnessed a gassing. A gassing. Is that a sexual like a thing or a death row thing? Or... No, not, not neither one. So there's a thing that, that prisoners do called gassing. Well, what they do is, is they'll urinate and they'll poop and everything into like a, a bucket and they'll let it sit around. And then what happens is, is they'll throw it on guards when they come to the, they come to their, to their, 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 by their cell. Yes. Yes. So I want to see if you've ever witnessed that, been around a gassing. And also, if he ever. Of course, it would be do you know the term, or is it something we only hear on Dateline or wherever you heard that from? No, no. Lock up and it was in San Quentin. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's a. And the other thing is if uh, he ever had uh, Pruno. Pruno. Oh, toilet wine. I was going to say, is that, yeah, booze they make, moonshine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prison hooch. So those are the, the <laughs> nothing else. The, no. Those are the, uh, those the, are the gas questions. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing about all the other awful things that he could talk about. Because I kind of figure everyone's going to want to would go to those right away. You know? Yeah, sure. No, I appreciate your in depth uh, thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. assume he's made some prison hooch. I mean, I would just be, I would stab somebody to get drunk if I was in prison. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll tell you what, dude. And like you said, I mean, is I, I don't know. Shows like sixty days in. Do you ever watch it? No, I don't like the prison stuff. I know a lot of people do. It's just not my thing. The dramas like Oz or so. I don't want to see the real, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just depressing. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, it. It seems to be that there's drugs you get in the prison all the time. I mean, yeah. if he was in there that long, I would love to know. Like, did you have the hookups at that point where you could, you know, get it whatever you wanted, basically? Yeah, I hear they get cell phones in there, all sorts of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume he was at least aware of all of these networks or gassing going on. But sure, but I, went yeah. to, I went to school with a kid uh, who's still in prison, and oh. uh, he he murdered. I think he murdered a couple people, 
and he's still in prison. And Overachiever. He, That's nice. Yeah. He Don't has, stop one murder. <laughs> no. Uh, he is in prison, and he's got a cell phone, and you can tell, like, when the guards find it and stuff, because, like, he'll post on Facebook for two months, and then nothing. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, post on Facebook? I yes. know. Listen to this, dude. So he'll post on Facebook for like two months. He'll be making posts like every day. And then he's got a wife that lives on the outside. And she'll say, uh, so-and-so lost his phone or got his phone taken away. So he'll be down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah I, yeah, I think you can get anything you want in prison is the way it sounds. So I don't know. You just have to store it in uncomfortable places occasionally, so Ooh, might be yeah. comfortable to some, <laughs> maybe yeah. not you. I hope it was a flip phone, not a tablet or something. <laughs> An old eighties <laughs> phone, right. you know, with the long antenna, the brick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, so there you go. I would donate my organs, and apparently, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see if this law actually gets passed in Massachusetts, and then what happens with it. So, yeah. dude, uh, you know, first two topics out of the gate. I hate to talk about my girlfriend, uh, Mariana Van Zeller of this traffic show, she's but her first, yeah. huh? She's, she's coming up a lot. So that's good. she's so she, oh, Stephen, you got to look real her deal. up. Yeah. So anyway, her first episode was on the black market of organs. And, dude, I mean, it's uh, the prison system now doing it. It's big business. People pay on the black market. They go to Mexico. There's, like, gangs set up that will kidnap people, obviously keep them alive, take an organ out, and send them on their way, dude. It's crazy. I mean, that's the urban legend, right? You wake up in a bathtub full of ice and you're missing or something. Well, you know. I've actually had people in my Uber that I've taken to the airport that are going to the the DR to go get medical procedures done. One woman was going to get cosmetic surgery done because it was cheaper down in the DR than it is here in the the States. And I was just thinking, why not go to Canada? I mean, it's a lot closer. I mean, sure, it's it's not not as cheap. There's some level of quality up there. So. <laughs> and I, and I, I get that they have nice beaches in the Dominican Republic. And, you know, because part of that was she was like, well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm on the beach for a couple of days. Then I'm going in for my procedure, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. A lot I mean, of we know there's that. buses that take seniors down to Mexico just to fill up on prescriptions and come back home. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the right answer is we should fix our healthcare system here in America so we don't have to look at Canada or the Dominican Republic as better options. Yep. Trying to think of who I was uh, listening to last week. Somebody big that's from Canada. You know, we have a few celebrities from Canada. Ryan uh, oh, oh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. This is who I was listening to. He was talking about uh, the Canadian uh, medical system. Yeah, that it's good. Saying that, you know what? This is such a load of horse shit that the states have brought down to say, like, oh, it takes forever to get this done. You end up paying more. Like, it's all a big uh, lie. I mean, he said our system is wonderful. Yes. The Canadian system is wonderful. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, for sure. Our system's terrible, dude. My dad is a doctor, a surgeon, and he has gone to practice in countries all over this world where he goes and teaches them procedures and techniques. And he has told me, firsthand experience, it's bullshit. Of course those systems work quite well. Now, if you have an emergency, you get in first, clearly. If you have an elective, I want my knee done, then you may have to wait a few months. But that's the same fucking thing here. So Yeah. 
It's oh, just yeah. conservative bullshit that somehow, you know, Canadians all hate their health care or the Brits all hate it. Nope. They don't know how to cook food over there in Britain, but their health care is doing just fine and much better than us. And they yes. have to pay little or nothing for it. The, I, I mean, I have been drowning in medical debt my entire adult life because my firstborn kid was born with a, you know, a medical problem. Yeah, I had, had medical issues myself when I didn't have insurance for my job. Like this, this whole thing of just going bankrupt because you got sick is uniquely fucked up and uniquely American. And we yeah. could fix it. And I yep. pray to fucking whoever that someday we do because it doesn't need to be that way. It's going to be a while, dude. I mean, uh, we solved the best uh, system with Obama. I mean, yes, does it have faults? Yes, but uh, he was the first one to make some progress on things. It's a better version of what we're doing, but the whole thing needs to be thrown out. It does, dude. I mean, I've told you before, dude, some of the meds that I'm on. Meds are 100. I I take a med that's $180,000 a year. It's preposterous. It doesn't cost them that much to produce that. Obviously not. And I understand that you have to fill the pot up so you can continue to do research on future medications. Like, I get it. I understand it. But you are making money hand over fist. It's just like the whole racket we're dealing with with gasoline. It's so funny that everyone was like, thanks a lot, Biden. And now we're finding out that the two major oil companies in the United States have the, the largest profits that they've ever had in the history of the company. Billions of dollars. Yeah. Obviously, the system's a little fucked. Are you up on what Mark Cuban's trying to do with his new pharmaceutical company? It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's really affordable. Now, he's saying we're not making money yet, but it's like Amazon. We're going to dump money in, and once we get enough of you ordering from me, then I can make insulin, you know, dirt cheap and all of these things. And he's a real business guy. He's a real entrepreneur. He's done the math. So if he thinks he can pull it off, he can. So... He's a billionaire with empathy, dude. I mean, to realize that we need some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's the free market. Often the free market, if you give it a push, will do things that that are for the better good. And they can still make their money, but they don't have to rape us like the, the big pharmaceuticals are. Yeah. No, it's just crazy, dude. To see how some of the laws affect all this stuff. Uh, you saw the guy that I think he had some AIDS medication, and he just bought it and started charging like quadruple of what it used to be. Yes, yes, yeah. I think it was, uh, oh, that was the, the, pharma, the pharma bro. bro. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Ma- that's Martin right. Martin Shkreli. Yes. What a fucking dick, dude. Well, now on the other <laughs> side of that, you think of Doctor Jonas Salk. Yeah. Who, by the way, if you know who Mike Salk is in Seattle radio, that was his grandfather. His grandfather created the polio vaccine. Mm. And everybody said, well, now you you can be a millionaire. You're going to make a lot of money. And Dr. Salk Salk was like, no, that's not what I I I, I didn't get into medicine to do that. And 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 he, he was just like, this is this is all my research. This is how you do it. Yeah. And I get pharmaceutical companies, they always say, like, we need to make money so we can research and develop new stuff. Okay, but then you should be breaking even or making mild profits. But if you look at the profits of pharmaceutical sure. companies, they're through the fucking roof. So it's yeah. crazy, dude. When they did this, uh, you know, the last 10 years especially, they've had a lot of information coming out on these companies that make opioids, right? And the amount of money 
that they get sued for and lose on is not even a fucking drop in the bucket. They can afford to be sued over and over again, and it never makes a difference. And that shows you how much money that these people are lining their pockets with. Yep. Well, you know, uh, the, Steve, uh, Nick, you might find this interesting. Um, I once did a, um, a mock jury thing for, um, uh, it was kind of like a, market research thing but yeah. it was run it was for these people who were representing a op- opioid manufacturer uh it was called insis uh, okay. and it was like you got the spray that you sprayed under your tongue and and so you don't have to take pills and that sort of thing okay. and it was interesting because the the lawyers for the pharmaceutical company that was being charged and that sort of thing were trying to do the whole thing like you know these people are created these fentanyl drugs because they wanted to help people who were in pain. They're not the bad Chinese heroin, uh, the Chinese fentanyl and, and that sort of thing. And to me, it was, I said, well, fentanyl's fentanyl. It sure. doesn't matter, yeah. you know? And, um, but of course they, they were trying to talk to people who had people who lost people to the opioid crisis and said, well, had my, yeah, had my client been the person who took care of them, then they would have lived. They wouldn't have gotten hooked really badly. There was the bad fentanyl. and It's all kinds of marketing behind prescription drugs, from the drug reps who sell to the doctors to the commercials on TV that we see of people enjoying life and taking drugs that... You know, they speed up, oh, this may give you diarrhea. You may have itchy asshole. <laughs> you know, like, uh, these drugs are terrible, dude. Right. Uh, but people seem to be having fun in the park playing with their kids when they're taking them, so. <laughs> yes. On the always fun commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, there's obviously a lot of good that comes from pharmaceuticals. Does this sure. country over-prescribe them? Obviously, we do. And, you know, the government throws money out the window left and right. So if we need to help with uh, research development, maybe that's where we can dump a few extra bucks and let well, uh, let uh, GlaxoSmithKline or whatever make some comfortable profit margins. By right. the way, marijuana shops, there's a limit on the profit margins they can make. They're not allowed to discharge anything for a, you know an ounce of marijuana. So why don't we do the same thing with other drugs? Uh, is that the truth? Are you just being honest? No, I'm being very honest. That's, That's part of how interesting. They, Never thought about it. It's part of how they control the, the marijuana market to not let it get out of control because they could squash the black market and then uh, discharge whatever they want for pot. So, yeah, there's uh, there's profit margins built in. That's interesting, dude. Never thought about that once. Yeah. So, hmm. You know, um, solving I, problems here. Well, you are. You know, Australia is about to approve MDMA and also magic mushrooms uh, for um, uh, use in uh, medicine. Yeah. Depression and anxiety. um, Migraines, too. Migraines, too. The the, the psilocybin, people microdosing on psilocybin and actually people who have the really bad migraines where they can't even be like in light or anything. Light sensitive, throw up. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And they do they do microdosing. And um, but in Australia, they've actually approved it and they're about to um, to be able to use it as, as medical. Yeah. I'm all for it, dude. The people on this program as a whole uh, believe in the power of plant medicine. I'm all for going in this direction. Yeah, Yeah. we just need to be allowed to do that kind of research on marijuana, on hallucinogenics, because there's clearly therapeutic benefits to all of them, but everyone's got their hands tied behind their back. So let them do the fucking research. Yep. 
No, it's a good thing, dude. I like the way we're moving as far as that goes, Brewski, and we're seeing it in the States. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's a good way to go. Fuck yeah, man. Drugs are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, any other thoughts, or can I switch gears here? Yeah. Oh, it's not Rap. my turn, is it? Does anyone else have an article? <laughs> I think I did the last one. Uh, no, it's your turn, dude. Oh. Go ahead. All right, cool. Uh, this topic's been uh, bugging me a little bit of late. Um, tipping, 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 tipping. You know these machines that every, uh, almost every business nowadays has the the touch screen, and yes. they all come with a pre-programmed option. Do you want to tip 15, 20, 25%? Or other, custom. Right. <laughs> but they're showing up at businesses that I never used to tip at Subway or at a, you know, a, a bagel place or something. Like every 100%. business now has it. So part of what this article I have is talking about the, uh, the guilt trip that we all feel. Of course. You, you didn't used to tip at your subway, but now they're asking you for a tip, basically. So, you know, what, what do you do with that? Yes. And uh, this article also points out that even though we're in inflation, the tipping has actually increased over these past couple of years. And they're wondering if it's this guilt trip factor that we all feel guilty if we don't tip. I think it is a combination of first, you know, we thought, oh, pandemic, restaurants aren't getting the money they made. So we were tipping uh, waiters, waitresses, drivers, all this stuff during the pandemic. Everyone was, you know, making a concerted effort to do that. Then these machines come in, dude. And you're right. I mean, Subway, whatever. I went and picked up my dogs at the where I board my dogs when I go on vacation. Yeah. And there was, it was on there. Yeah. Get out. No, I mean, dude. It's part of and all they, this software that I get is convenient for the business. But yeah, it's becoming everywhere now. Well, wow. and you know, usually like uh, if we're gone for nine days, we have to board two animals and with walks and all that other stuff, like it can be eight or $900. It's crazy expensive to do it. Yes. And the same thing is on there, dude. 20%, wow. 15%. You think I'm going to give you fucking 20% tip of $800? <laughs> yes. Like, no, no, I have come up with the concept, dude, that I think everyone in America needs to start doing is I played the game of feeling guilty for a long time because I knew you were watching me as I made the decision. Yes. Sometimes I'll even point it out. Hey, there's going to be a screen where you can opt to give a tip, and uh, then you just hit an enter after that, and you can sign there. Uh, I played it for a long time. Now I've changed my tune, dude. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm just hitting zero, no tip. Yeah, uh, You got to, or you're going to have feel guilty every time. Yeah, it is a big psychological warfare going on. Bruce, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind tipping at at a bar. Like if I'm at a show, like when I've gone to see a comedy show at a at a local theater, when you're at the bar, they've, they've got the the custom t- the, the tip thing that they put in front of me. I sure. don't mind tip, tipping there because no. that's what I expect when I'm when I'm at a bar. You know, of I'll, course, I'll, we're you know? all we're. I think we're all generous tippers in this group for people who work for, off tips. Well, but that brings up the question right there of have we taken the tipping too far or is it expanding into other industries that we all need to just get with the times and start tipping everyone? Or could we maybe go the other way with this and stop making people jump through hoops for their paycheck, for their living? Sure. Like, just Uh, charge me what it costs. I shouldn't have to tip you because you are nice delivering me this product. 
hundred percent. And it, you're a hundred percent right, dude. It's a combination of the two. If we paid people in these positions at Subway a living wage, so their companies aren't trying to supplement their income through us and not paying them themselves, well, it wouldn't be a big issue. It has gone into too many places, dude. I understand you're making me a sandwich to go. Through the pandemic, when people when I would go pick up a to go order, I was tipping because they were I knew they were losing on income. I was trying to pay it forward. But if I go to Subway, dude, you're making me a sandwich to go. You are not going to serve me. You're doing your job right now. You're a sandwich artist. That's it. Yeah. Well, and I would point out that, and I just looked this up. Subway, the company, is worth ten billion dollars. Right. You so can pay afford everyone a little better, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of like, you know, uh, there's so many Walmart employees that are on food stamps, for lack of a better term, you know, government yeah. assistance. We are essentially supplementing Walmart so that they can pay people shitty wages and then still qualify for food stamps. And it's the same thing at a, at a Subway or a Bagel House or something. Just yeah. why don't you pay your people another buck an hour? And if you need to charge another quarter for the bagel, I'd rather pay it there than you using my generosity so you can underpay your staff. A hundred percent agree with you, dude. It's it's gone way too far. Well, so then how do we do it? Do we all just stop tipping? Do we mandate this as a laws? Like, wow. I mean, listen, you got to you have to do on that screen what you feel is right. If it's a person you would normally tip, tip them like you would at any other time. They gave you good service. I'm going to tip twenty five percent or whatever you do. But if it's a person that you don't tip regularly, like a sandwich artist at Subway. Yeah. Uh, unless you're feeling uber generous and you're just trying to make someone's day, just click no tip, dude. We all got to start doing it or yeah. it's going to last and last. Well, you remember when uh, companies started asking you, would you like to round up today? Yes. You yes. know, so they're taking your change. I was all over that. I was like, what a great way to give to charity right. until I realized that it. it's all a write off for them. Yes. And their donation to charity is creating them even more money. And I'm paying for it. I was like, fuck you. I'm not going to do it, dude. That was literally on my list to bring up next, because that is a fucking scam that happens on those same little terminals. Would you like to donate to charity today? Would you like to round it up? Yeah, I, I've told 100 people this and they always look at me the same way, like, do not fucking fall for that trick. And they're like, it's donating to charity. Yeah, it's donating in the company's name. So they get the tax write off and they get to look like the good person. So if 100%. you want to donate to a charity, do it yourself. So you're getting the tax write off and they can say, thank you, Nick Reynolds. Not right. thank you. Uh, Safeway grocery stores for donating to us. It was, uh, you know, the first time I realized what was actually happening. Cause like I said, I, when it first started, I used to do it, but, uh, I read an article on Goodwill and how much money they had made that year just off that. Would you like to round up, to, right. you know, for donations and a write off? It was astronomical, dude. Yes. See, every so often I will round up on my Goodwill purchases, but not in the, like, not, I don't mean like in a store. Like if I buy something on their website, because mm. like, they have an auction website that, that you can go to. It's kind of like an eBay sort of thing. Uh, and, I buy on it. And it's, and it's like 42 cents or I mean, whatever it is, you know. I, I don't mind rounding up to them because they're a charity that they're providing job services for people and, and so homeless. So make the donation yourself, though. That's what we're saying. Like, no, they I, are, they're taking your 42 cents and getting credit for it in their write-offs. No, but that, that's directly to Goodwill. 
Goodwill is a racket, dude. Goodwill is a racket, Brewski. To find out, uh, go look at their profits of 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 how much they're paying their people. It'll shock you. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's nice that they take our used shit off our hands, but um, yeah, I mean, they, that whole business model of being a charity, a, a charity, quote unquote, doing charitable work. There's all sorts of advantages in there. So you know, uh, I understand why everyone does it. I understand what you're saying that. But it's like donating to the Red Cross. Like, it, what are they spending on overhead for every dollar you give them? It's it's way higher than it needs to be. And Goodwill is working all of that system to their advantage as well. So I say give them your shit, but stop there. It's it's a funny thing, dude, that uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Dan Stewart, that works with a lot of charities. And uh, he told me a few years ago, hey, before you get involved with a charity, and that could mean whether you volunteer your time or you're going to donate to them, whatever the case may be, there's a website, and I believe it's called charitychecker.org or something like that. And it'll give you the stats of that particular charity and, you know, how much their CEO makes. Make it a good solid point that oh yeah i do they do good work and a lot of their stuff goes back to their their cause or oh they're just out to make money and then you can uh make a solid decision on who you're donating to yeah usually the bigger the company the the more room for uh, error there is you know yes. donating to a local well, yeah. charity or animal shelter or whatever it is so right so what we've learned today what we've taught our audience don't tip and don't give to charities (laughs) (laughs) and don't say i love you too quickly dude you just be an asshole these are all pitfalls out there (laughs) (laughs) oh boy oh boy yes i i gotta tell you dude i'm I'm sitting uh, and this is probably i hope this makes you feel better i'm sitting in guilt i'm sitting in guilt for the way i reacted to you Oh, are we going back to this now? No, we don't have to go back to it, dude. But I, I, I I'm sitting in guilt for it. I feel, Listen, I feel bad. I don't know. You, you should maybe have a small amount of guilt. But again, <laughs> I know everyone's feelings are coming from good places. So uh, it's the old: your feelings aren't wrong. It's how did you react to them? And maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't the perfect reaction. No, but, uh, I know everyone's hearts are in the right place. So. Yeah. That's all that matters, you fucking assholes. Get <laughs> that part out. Well, listen, Sorry. listen. If, if anyone can be an asshole, it's going to be your friends, you know. That's right. That's true. And at least a fucking asshole serves a purpose. You know what I mean? Otherwise, <laughs> well, you're just full of shit, right? <laughs> nah. Fortune cookie on this row right there. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, I love you both. I think we've all known each other long enough that I'm okay with saying that. So I know. Yeah, of course. I get it. I get it. All coming from concern. All right. Maybe a small amount of jealousy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a small amount of what? Jealousy? <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know yeah. where it's coming from. Oh. I know it's coming from care and concern. That's all. That's it, dude. All right. We don't have to get caught on it. I just, yeah. All right. I'm I glad you're feeling guilty because that means you, uh, you have a, a heart in there. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, come on. You you know I got Nick. one buried in there somewhere. Dude. You know Nick has one. <laughs> we I do. And I know who you have one cuz you get shocked periodically. So. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Obviously, you got something in there. So. Something that needs that needs a little bit of help. Yes. No. All good gentlemen. No worries. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about not having a heart? Yeah, oh. I'd love it. So, I I had mentioned on the a couple episodes back the, this weird phenomenon 
Where is it? Yeah. It's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon that people are uh, leaving their pets at airports when uh, they go to security or whatever, and the, they realize oh, yeah. they don't have the right paperwork or whatever it is. They just abandon their pets at the airport. Fuckers. Yeah, my wife, Rachel, heard that on the podcast from last week. She was listening and heard that, and she made it a point to come home like yelling about it. Like, are you kidding me? Is that true? I was like, yeah. She's going to be really fucking pissed off at this article. Oh, right. boy. A couple abandoned their baby at an airport check-in desk in Tel Aviv, Israel, after arriving without a ticket for the child. It, that's always been my dream, <laughs> is that I would find a baby at an airport. I don't know if everyone else has that uh, desire and dream, but I never knew it would come true, dude. Are you kidding? Uh, the pair, who have not been identified, and hopefully for their benefit never will be, <laughs> yeah. uh, were checking in for a Ryanair flight from uh, Ben Gurion International Airport to Brussels, Germany, uh, Tuesday with the infant. It emerged that the baby uh, did not have a ticket, and the couple headed off to board the flight, leaving their child behind on the airline check-in counter. The oh, matter was referred to local police. Yes. What? Uh, the the person that called the police said, quote, the passengers traveling from Tel Aviv to Brussels presented a check-in without a booking a ticket for their infant. They then proceeded to security, leaving the infant behind at check-in. Hey, you know what? Thank God they did. Because that baby in their custody, can you imagine how poorly it was fucking treated? Well, yeah. There's a little Darwin, like, weeding out the bad there, right? Yes. Just a little caveat about this airline Ryanair. This is the airline that uh, wanted to introduce a policy until there was a, a big enough outcry. They wanted to make it so that you had to pay to use the restroom on the plane. Wow. Under the spirit of the Middle East. No, it's actually, a, it's actually an, an, um, an, an um, airline out of Ireland, I believe. Oh, is it? Hmm. Yeah. A uh, quote here, a couple and an infant with Belgian passports arrived for a flight, Terminal 1, without a ticket for the baby. Uh, the couple also arrived late for the flight, so they're just assholes. Uh, <laughs> w- once the, uh, they did the check-in for the flight, it was closed. The couple left the infant seat with the baby and ran towards security check-in at Terminal 1 in an attempt to reach the boarding gate for the flight. A spokesman for the Israeli police told CNN in a phone call that the matter appeared to have been resolved by the time the police resolved or got to the scene. And said that the uh, the baby was with the parents, and there is no further investigation at this time. Well, that would make you think that they left it on accident, and they were reunited with their baby. I think what they're saying is they realized this was a fuck up, and they went back to get the baby. Um, but they certainly <laughs> is this a, is this a home alone situation, situation? Back, dude. Who would give that baby back? Ah, we're sorry, we fucked up. No, hey, parental you can't rights. Have it. I mean, you know better than anyone about the adoption process that even if you're shitty parents, oh, they yeah. still get to retain some rights. So they tried to abandon the baby and then thought better of it, I guess, and went back. Probably once guilt tripped thoroughly. No, no, it's just a home alone situation. We just forgot we left Kevin at home. Right. And I always wondered why no one gave them more grief. I mean, I know posthumously some people have made fun of that, but you forgot your fucking kid at home? Like, how the fuck did you do that? (laughs) They had a lot on their mind, dude. It's like like the whole thing with having to have a... um, with a, a, something that tells you that there's something in the back seat, like look for a child. How no. do you not? I don't care how busy you are. How do you not remember that you have a kid with you sitting in the back seat? 
Listen, dude, Lord. there are people that it happens to all the time, right? We lose children to that, and uh, there's been investigation into some of those people as to whether or not they knew and were actually trying to kill their child. Right. But on one of my cars, uh, as soon as I get to my destination, it says, uh, I put my dog's name in there, and it says, uh, Oliver, just to remind you that your kid is in the car, dude. And uh, oh, it also has a function on it that if there is weight sitting on the back seat, yeah. it will not let you turn the car off. Right. It's enough of a problem that major automotive companies have built it into their vehicles. How yeah. sad is that? It's really ah. sad. That's crazy. Um, real quick, though, just in defense of these parents who left their kid behind, if you've ever traveled with a kid, I've been tempted <laughs> once or twice to leave them behind. Too. <laughs> so. Yeah, you've had an experience or two that I know it's not been great, right? No. I mean, you know, when Neo was a little baby, they screamed this entire flight, like earache or whatever it was. And every parent on the, or no, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Every parent on the plane was sympathetic to us and came over offering, you know, can I give him a toy, anything like that. <laughs> every non parent. Can I show him just, my. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Shooting lasers out of their eyes at us as if we were happy that our kid was screaming on the flight. But sure. Anytime I see parents going through the airport with, you know, bags under the arms and three kids in tow, I'm just like, oh, you poor saps. I feel bad for you because. Yeah, it doesn't look fun. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I've had that thought once or twice, too. Just leave Give me some the Benadryl. Yeah, let's take off to Hawaii anyway. So. No, just give the kids some Benadryl yeah, before no, the flight. The I've done that in fairness. So, yeah. Yeah. And drug them. I just yeah. give them Ambien, dude. <laughs> nice. Give them a shot at Jack Daniels when we get on the plane. Well, take care. Well, yeah. so. You don't have to give them a full shot. All you got to do is stick your finger on the Jack Daniels, rub it on their gums a little bit. They'll be all right. Nice. It's this only for excellent. teething, though. You want to knock them out, Brisky. <laughs> well, if, they, if they're young enough, you, you, know, you do that a couple times, a little, that little bit of alcohol will knock them out. Believe me. Yes. Knock Listen. Me out, so a little for them, a little for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing uh, is caring. Yes. I have a friend who works at a place that takes care of people that have disabilities, mental disabilities, okay? Yes. Last week at work, I would like to get your opinion on this situation, okay? Someone that works there, I will tell you this. All the people who come to this facility, they call them clients, all yes. right? Because that is the way to address them. Uh, one in particular client is a kid that may be maybe 18 or 19 years old, severely autistic and nonverbal. Okay. So autistic that one of the directors has, uh, you know, they watch over the clients and help them with activities and stuff like that. But the clients who need extra attention may have one supervisor with them all day long. They never leave, okay? This That is the case here. So, the client, supervisor, going through the day. At some point in the day, supervisor feels a shit coming on, and it comes on quickly. So, they pick up the phone, and they call somebody, and they're like, uh, I'm trying to get a hold of someone. Can you come over and hang out with client A? Because I have an emergency I got to take care of in the bathroom. <laughs> I got to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it was, uh, I think it was either a number two or a number oh. three. Okay. Oh. oh. Yeah. So 
We're talking about emergency here. Yeah, emergency. So in between the ages of 45 and 55, according to Nick's research. So. <laughs> right. Yes, it happens, dude. It's a phenomenon. Listen, so no one answers the phone. So supervisor begins to panic, calls another number. No one answers the phone. And they're on property, obviously, but no one's picking up. Can't get a hold of anyone. So as it starts to be like, uh, oh, this is going to come out or, uh, you know, I'm just going to shit my pants I, or I better go. Takes the client into the bathroom with okay. her <gasps> and proceeds to close the door and take a shit. Okay. And it's not like stall. Not stall it's, uh, it's just one little bathroom. Oh, so. so- there's no privacy. They're all no standing. privacy. Client oh. is standing right in front of her while she takes okay. a poo. I, okay. <laughs> all right. So I, I was going to say uh, my gut reaction was to bring the person in the bathroom with you. If I was in, with one of my children when I couldn't trust them to be out in the mall, sure. Or, like I would yeah. bring them in the bathroom, but but I would go in a stall. You know, I would have some mm-hmm. privacy. Little bit different, only because it is one of your children and. Yeah. If your child was 18, you wouldn't take them in there. But no. because they're mentally handicapped or have a disability, they can't be by themselves. Yeah, that's a tough situation. Guy, client, girl, supervisor. She oh. takes the poo and then goes outside. And people were looking for her that she was trying to get a hold of. They were like, where are you? And they didn't know why she was trying to get a hold of them. <clears throat> she tells him, I'd take shit. I was going to shit my pants. So I just took client A into the bathroom oh. with me because I didn't have any other choice. So, oh, not good. Not I'm good. Tie a leash around them and tie them to a, the doorknob, right? <laughs> oh, no, Steve. That is looking terrible. Out for <laughs> God. God. Him. Oh, sure man. Safe. That's awful, dude. Now, listen. She made the choice to do this because she, I guess she felt like it was her only choice. There have been repercussions that have come out of this supervisor has been suspended and it's being investigated, uh, that they, she may be let go. Okay. I would have given him a shot of Jack Daniels on the gums. Let them sleep out in the hallway. (laughs) Thank God you don't work at one of these facilities, dude. (laughs) Well, okay, in all seriousness, though, what was the person supposed to do? What's the bigger risk? Letting this patient, the client, wander around? I don't know what level of, you know. I think you shit your pants, dude. I, th- I think you got to shit your pants. I mean, I think that's what it is. That's probably traumatizing for him, too, though. So, I don't well, I don't know. Um, well, it, okay, so, been, go ahead. Person, couldn't this person, like, sit down and get the client to sit down? Because, you know, I'm, even if I really have to poop really bad, unless I get up, Sometimes if you're sitting down, you know, you can really kind of hold it, you know? Apparently, she said, and what a thing to have to talk to to your bosses about. Apparently, she said that I waited as long as I possibly could. If I didn't go, I was going to go in my pants, okay? There was nobody to call that that, that could have, like, come over? She tried, and no one, for whatever reason, something was happening, and she couldn't get a hold of anyone fast enough. Yeah, listen, I mean, the fact that she tried that, this is almost more of an administrative problem. Like, this poor woman was in distress, had to leave her patient, what, what the client. What, and it doesn't matter whether it was shit her pants or her mother just fell down a flight of stairs. Like, why wasn't there enough backup? And so Agreed. now this woman's in a terrible situation. What, what was the alternative? 
Was it better uh, to let the person roam or to bring him in the bathroom? Honestly, I mean, I I think they wanted her to poop her pants. I, I and I'm not trying to be funny. I think that that's they were like, you know what, you could have pooped your pants. <laughs> you could have pooped your pants, and then we you could have brought him over to us, and then you could have gone home. You know, something like that. Yeah. Here's the I thing: mean, the poor I, woman had no good choices, obviously. No, dude, I feel terrible for her, but at the same time, I was like. I was talking to my friend who works there and I was like, so did the client's parents complain? Like I I was trying to figure out what the problems were in all this. And obviously I get there's problems. I'm just trying to specify them. He says to me, they are worried with the client that now this person who is, you know, just sucking up information that he sees in places that maybe he'll start following uh, women into the bathroom because he thinks it's acceptable now or something like that. I was just like, wow, dude. That's weird. Well, That's a big leap. That's a big leap. (laughs) Big leap, yeah. But, you know, like I said, uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think she's going to get fired over it so maybe the correct answer is bring him in the bathroom and force him to stand in a corner and you know Blair Witch style just stare at the corner that's what I I think that's what I would have done Steve you're exactly right don't turn around pretty pretty demeaning to tell (laughs) another human I'm going to sit here and dump you just stare at the wall for me (laughs) (laughs) Marion don't look at it don't look at it Marion whatever you do plug your ears ear ear muffet right old school style (laughs) yes (laughs) it's a really bad situation dude Ay, ay, ay. Well, hmm. All right. Let me know how that one turns out. So. Yeah. I will. I will let you know, dude. A couple of days, we'll know. Suspension will be over. Will they be fired? Tune in next time. We'll follow up. <laughs> Can we follow up on a discussion we started having off air that I want to get everyone's opinion on? Please. Sure. Uh, joints. Rolling joints. I, oh, I've had hey. a long-running theory about this whole thing. And uh, how did this come up? Oh. Uh, Brewski had someone in his car that was talking about marijuana, and it was obvious that they were uh, they didn't know much about it, right? Well, he 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 wanted to seem like he knew a lot more than he did to his girlfriend or whatever, and um, he was obviously an amateur. Yeah, and he was like, well, I always buy from uh, women because they don't try to screw you over. The guys always try to screw you over and that sort of thing. So. At the pot shop, you mean? Like the yeah. the, the bud tender? Yeah. Oh, and by, and by the way, I, I saw the best name for um, uh, a pot shop just the other day. Yeah. Called a Budega. Nice. B-U-D-E-G-A. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so this so this guy this guy was talking about buying pre rolls, hmm. and I'm always like, if you're a pot smoker, like that's that's a basic skill you should have, you, you know. He's knowing how to roll a good joint. Yeah, I mean, even if it's a sloppy joint, I mean, at least know how to do it. I mean, I'm not even a regular pot smoker, and even I know how to do it. I agree. Also, I agree. You should know. You should know. What about rolling machines or using a dollar bill to roll a joint? Is that an acceptable way to roll a joint or unacceptable? But I don't, that, those are tools, I suppose, but I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm just the old guy where I'm just accustomed to people I know who just get the paper, you know, and just do the little fold and 
Listen, I understand that there's something romantic about what you're talking about, Brewski. Uh, When vaping and pot came out, I know Harness especially, uh, you always say, like, it's so convenient, and I agree. But there is something lost in the romance of passing a bong or a pipe back and forth or a joint back and forth. You know what I mean? Sure. Having that conversation, listening to music, packing a bowl, taking part in that whole process of, of smoking pot. I used to back in the day, I, uh, I had a rolling machine at one point and I knew how to roll a joint with a dollar bill. And there were certain groups I was in sometimes where I would, you know, they'd be like, harness, you know, you want to roll a joint, here's, you know, paper, and I'd take out the dollar bill or I'd grab the rolling machine. And people would start m- mocking me, like, you don't know how to roll a joint on your own. And I said, well, when I go to light this, are you going to fucking hit it or are you going to pass? Because I used to, uh, you know, yeah, right. Obviously, they were fine with it once it starts passing around the room. But I don't know if you've ever actually tried to roll a joint by hand. It's really fucking difficult to not tear the paper and get it tight. Because if you don't do it tight, it doesn't burn right. And then you look like a total idiot, too. So sure. I was always like, the end result is what matters. If I have a joint to pass around this room, that's all any of you stoners care about. So who cares if I roll it with a machine with my hand if the guy at the pot shop rolls it for me like you just want the joint of course i suppose that there are some purists and uh brewski likes the hand rolled joint i'm not saying i don't like a hand rolled joint but if someone's gonna roll it for me at the pot shop and it's just in a little plastic tube i'm gonna buy it dude those are nice i mean it's so convenient again like the the convenience of it all to be able to just buy a joint take it out the concert or whatever but i don't know i you know i have a hard time going with the purist end because it's really difficult to hand roll a joint i don't know if either of you have that skill set or not but it's tough I, I've hand-rolled cigarettes, so I know I can hand-roll a joint, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't do it. I mean, I used to. I don't do it anymore. I, I have I done do it, it. In, in the past, both cigarettes and, and joints. I had, a, I had a roommate who always smoked, like, rollies, as he called them. And he'd, sometimes he'd be like, hey, can you, can you roll me a cigarette? Because he was just too wasted to do himself. Yeah. And this is a really, really, really good friend of mine. And we were living together. So I'm like, yeah, why not? How and good I, of a friend, dude. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Any butt play? Or? No. I used to roll <laughs> joints for him. Is that a euphemism? Or is that... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, joint. we have a mutual friend, <laughs> I, the three of us, that uh, I've told you that Steve and I both caught a cold sore off his bong before. Yeah. yeah. He used to roll joints dude and it would make me sick to my stomach to smoke because when he would lick the paper as he was rolling the joint his tongue i mean it would be three inches out of his mouth and just as wide and as wet as he could get it and he would just (laughs) lick from one end to the other dude i just thought you sick bastard i just i guess i want to get high right you you know arsenio hall used to have this stand-up um bit that he used to do where he was talking about people rolling a joint and he was doing the whole like licking the paper and then like doing the whole like in the mouth like Ugh. you know that like and then he's and then like here you go right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's the pure way to roll a joint you slobber all over that thing and i don't think the pre-roll at the back of the pot shop i don't think they're licking all those things they're probably using a sponge or an application of some kind of thing but they gotta be using a machine know. dude because they have that that's little- a good question they have a little like cardboard filter on the front of those that I, I think yeah. that they got to be 
that's Wait, what you're cheating on. Wait, they, they put a filter on a joint? It's not a filter. It's more of a hollow couple of cardboard pieces so it holds it open and the paper doesn't get wet on the front of the joint so you yeah. can pass it around and it not be completely gross yeah it's nice and so you're not sucking in the 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 herb at the end of it either you know i, I know i just I, I don't know i just think of a i know it's not a filter they come in a little a- nice plastic tube like this and <laughs> it is to have a model <laughs> i happen to have a model here and uh the great thing about this is is when you're smoking a joint by yourself i don't smoke a whole joint right. so i can knock the cherry off or just stick it in this thing and cap it and it goes out right away <laughs> you lose very little in the process yeah. I, yep are you sure i mean you don't be losing any of that product yeah, I don't want to be losing the product, dude. Listen, this is uh, progress. And as liberals, we're supposed to be for progress. <laughs> yes. You know, joints have come a long way. So I think we should <laughs> yeah. embrace it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to embrace it. So, yeah. All right. I just wanted to get everyone's thoughts on that. Cause yeah. As long as you're passing it to me, I don't care where. I, I will tell you this, though. I get a lot of people in my car, and I, I get weed as completely legal in, in certain parts of this country, including in the very state that I live in. But I will tell you right now, some of these people get in my car, and it's not like they smelled like, you know, like you can tell people just smoked. Yeah, yeah especially okay. when it's wet outside. Okay, no, but, but to, to, does, it just, does it just smoked smell? And then yeah. there's, a, there's a smell that's on somebody where it is like permeated on their clothes. Mm-hmm. And and these people that are getting in my car, it's not mm-hmm. the just smoked smell. It's no, it's the like you know I'm I'm in my house just I mean it, to the point where it sometimes gets me nauseous. Yeah, uh, they're definitely joint smokers most likely because joints do reek way more than pipes or bongs do. That shit. I mean, there's just so much smoke it definitely clings to you. But yeah, you know what it smells like? It almost smells like somebody took them and put them inside a bag of weed. And sealed it up and let them sleep in there for like a week, and that that skunkiness just kind of like <laughs> stayed on their clothes and everything. What the hell just happened? Yeah, that was psychedelic. That tripped me out. Sorry. Yeah, um, but yeah, that it visually like, happened for anyone listening to the podcast. <laughs> Nick looked all psychedelic for a moment there. So I did. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, wow. But it's, 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 that's what it kind of smells like. It smells like they've been like in there, just kind of rolling around in it, and it's just on them. Or maybe you know? we've been smoking too much because Bruce and I both just had the same hallucination, man. <laughs> that was fucking. Whoa. <laughs> Tripping. But yeah, it's 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 it sometimes gets a little over, a little overwhelming when they get in the car. Does anyone ever ask to to spark up in your car when you're driving Uber? You want to smoke a joint with me, man, or just do you mind if I hit a bowl? Um, I've had people ask me that. You know, if if not, if I want to join them, um, I've had people say, "Hey, you should park the car. You're an awesome driver, man. I'm having a good time. You should come <laughs> in. We'll buy you some drinks." And then I'm like, "I gotta keep working. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> it, but I got I gotta keep working." That was a hot, it was a hot chick, and she wants me to you know. Uh, Go in and have some drinks with her. Well, maybe I'll think about that. But yeah, you know. of course. So but you it's never that. It's, it's, it's never that. It's always bros that they want to, you know, slam beers with you. You know. Sure. Well, but that means you've been offered pot. You've also been offered somebody's wife. I mean, people really try to hook you up in this Uber. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the ter- I, it's not the worst job. I'm really realizing. It's like the whole <laughs> selling organs for uh, discounted time, dude. Somebody's just trying to barter with you a little bit. Although. I will tell you, I, I, I had to smuggle uh, some teenagers on uh, on a Saturday night. 
Were these the ones that are our new listeners or different teenagers? No. no teenagers these, are <laughs> these, are, these, are, these are teenagers who got chased out of a party at someone's house, and, and I got pinged to this location, and I come pulling up, and I don't see – I don't see anything around, and all of a sudden, I see like these these heads sticking out from behind the trees. <laughs> <laughs> what are they toilet papering? What was happening? No, they were, they were they were they were at this girl's party, and yeah. uh, some some neighbor called the cops, and they all ran out the back door, and then the cops tried to chase them through the woods, and then the cop was like, "It's too damn cold out. You're gonna freeze your ass off. You might as well come out while you can." So and they and they, for a getaway vehicle. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I get, I got, I got wow. this ride, and I come pulling up. I'm like, I don't see a house, or I don't see. It. And then those, these four kids come out, and like they get in the car, and my my, and they're like looking around, like, are they around? Are they around? And I'm like, okay, guys, are we going to this address? They're like, yeah, go, 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 go. And only then did I realize what had happened. Maybe some. I mean, would someone ever like rob a bank in a store or an Uber for the getaway car? And are you guilty at that point or not? What a great idea, dude. Should be a premise for a movie for sure. I'm, I bet it is, dude. That's fantastic. That's a great that idea. one too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of great m- movies like that, I I may be late to this party, but have you seen a movie called Nobody? No, I've not. Uh, Bill no. Odenkirk. Oh. Bob. Bob Odenkirk. Thank you, Brewski. Better Call Saul. Uh, Yeah, Better Call Saul. He filmed a movie that also had uh, Christopher Lloyd in it. Um, And it is about him as some sort of assassin, if Ah. you can imagine that. He got jacked for this movie. And he's living a quiet life, and then some shit goes down. Classic theme, right, of like, oh, I'm just living a little quiet life, but I'll go pull out the old badge and weapons and fuck shit up because now I have to to protect my family. Fantastic movie if you're looking for something to watch. Nice. No, not the one where there's a home evasion and he busts ass, is it? Yep. Oh, it is? Yep. Okay. I have not seen it, but I've seen clips circulated online. I get a lot of these action movie clips on my feed because Facebook's Yep, that's, the that's one, one dude. of them where, yeah, he's the Joe citizen and then goes on the bus and beats the shit out of all of them, and then they bring yes. him home. Yeah, it looks, that's part of this new, like, non-action hero, action hero thing. Like Joe, like uh, Liam Neeson has made a big career out yeah, of it. Yeah, just a regular Joe yeah. kicking the fuck out of somebody. But he's a badass. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's good, dude. Didn't they make didn't they make this movie a long time ago called Death Wish? Yeah. Oh yeah, Charlie Bronson. Yeah, yeah like a whole bunch of them. So they basically just remade Death Wish. Yes. I was watching some of uh oh fuck me, uh Clint Eastwood. You know, the you know, go ahead and make my day punk. Okay, oh, yeah. Harry, Dirty Harry. I just love the that it's so out of place now to think that this cop just with a forty-five magnum is just fucking blowing people away in the middle of a restaurant or in a yeah. store. And we're like, yeah, he fucking shot him right in the it's face with a forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, it is. Yeah, I mean that's the uh, that's uh, why we're sick as a society is <laughs> decades of movies like that. Yes. Yeah. Unless you put too much sugar in this coffee, right? Yes. He goes into the he goes into the diner and he and she's like standing there pouring like a whole yes. thing Excessive of sugar. Amount of sugar. That's how we right. know something. Yeah. Get my coffee <laughs> yes. black every day. 
That's right. But he walks in and blows people away. <laughs> no, no de-escalation. No calling for back. <laughs> no. It's law and order. Well, it was him and his partners, Smith and Wesson. That's right. Dude, speaking about bad cops, rogue cops, uh, have you guys seen? I, 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 to be honest, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about it, but uh, they found that one of the cops of uh, in the Tyree Nichols beating yeah. knew him. No, no, I, didn't I did not know that part of it. No. Dude, this is crazy that they were talking about uh, one of the cops was going after him because uh, he was dating. I, I, I think the situation is, is that this cop was dating somebody and then had a baby with him and then Tyree uh, dated her. And he and went after him. And it, when they were beating him, it, other cops were like, is this him? Is this him? Like uh, the whole yeah, thing. I know from my church group. <laughs> <laughs> my God, dude. That's really fucked up. Not that it yeah. wasn't already completely fucked up, but that's even worse. So. Yeah, now that it's uh, it maybe the fact that, uh, you know, obviously we didn't think uh, as far as what I saw, he got pulled over for, for a bullshit reason, but they were trying to say they pulled him over for something. Well, they pulled him over because they were hunting him. Oh, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Well, I've got a light story. Would you guys like a light story? Oh, please, Brisky. We're in the home stretch, guys. So. Okay, well, the long national nightmare is over. That's all I got to say. Okay. For, those, for those in South <laughs> Korea, that is. Okay. The South Korean government has formally lifted a ban on the import of full-body sex dolls, ending years of debate over how much the government can interfere in private life. Interesting. I, I I was not aware they were being deprived of that. So uh, yes, on Monday full the co- body sex dolls, so they could get torsos before, but not the full I, thing. I guess so. Yeah, and there's, there's a, a wonderful <laughs> photograph here of, of one of these dolls ne- next to one of the, the. And I swear to God, I mean, most of it looks like a a real woman, like a really pale woman, but <laughs> she's got she's got heels on, a dress, wow. glasses, the whole nine. Mm. Uh, have either one of you ever made love to a doll? I can't say that I have, but I don't know that I would admonish somebody, especially the more realistic these robots get. You almost seem like the smarter of the uh, the two of us, you know. Yeah, the yeah. dating world, the money spent, the time, the stress, the effort, yeah. also getting get in somebody's pants. Like, I don't know. Maybe just unplug her from the charging station, do what you got to do, and go back to your life. Like, there might be something kind of brilliant about that. So, I would be worried, dude, that uh, the AI sex doll had just been going to town on Kegels. I was too strong. She may rip you off, dude. Oh, right. yeah, there's, yeah. Would you be afraid of that? You get a different kind of virus from a robot, so <laughs> steals your uh, bank account. And Norton will take care of that. LifeLock, Steve. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and then what happens if someone hacks the doll if it's AI? Oh, see, I, uh, I, I, I thought I might have sex with a doll one day, but I don't think I will, dude. That freaks me right out. Yeah, I don't know. What about having know. sex with a clone? Like this old debate, oh. real people, you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, Rachel- if I could buy a clone of Jennifer Aniston, like on eBay, I, yeah, that might be kind of smart. You would. Okay, what if? What if it's a female version of you? Would you fuck it? Well, I Steve fuck myself would. all the time. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a female, that'd be even better. So yeah. Well, listen, Steve found a. Uh, if Steve could find a woman who looked like him, he'd be all into. I know you would, wouldn't you? It looks like me. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to fucking dude me. No, no beard. <laughs> like nice long hair. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you would not? Uh, oh, this is probably admitting too much, but I cannot watch redhead porn anymore because it looks like my daughter. Like, I have oh. no desire for anything that looks like me anymore. Yeah, that's understandable. So yeah. I don't think your yeah. analogy actually stacks up. I, I would buy a clone of Jennifer Aniston. I would not buy a clone of myself, even if it was a female <laughs> version. Yeah, no, it's like, oh. Feels like a relative, and that's just wrong. So. Uh, yeah, a little too close to home. Yeah, pre-kids, uh, maybe I would have placed an order, but now it's just all twisted. <laughs> I've always felt weird with clones, dude, because, I mean, some people, we've had the discussions before, like, if you could just disrespect a clone, you know, and be cruel to it, because it's not human, per se. Yes. Uh, it is, but yes. <laughs> but Rachel... Nick feels it's a lesser human, but... Yeah. <laughs> I do, wow. I do. That Listen. gets into a lot of other issues. Right. Listen... I will tell you this, that Rachel found an article and a place that you can actually make a telephone call to that will clone your dog for $25,000. Wow. And we're so in love with our dog, dude, that we've thought about, should we clone our dog? Yeah. There's part of me that wants to do it, but I feel I feel odd about it. I don't know if that should I should be doing something like that. I get the concept. I think in reality, though, it's always going to remind you of the original. You know, you're going to know it's not, you know, the the original. So, what does that do? What if I it don't... acts looks just like it? And that's the question: Will it act just like it? Because it'll have different experiences to shape its life, right? Yeah. No, I don't know. What about taxidermy? Why, why not just go go Oof. that route? Then you can keep them around, and you, and you're not out twenty five G's. Couldn't do it, dude. I could not look at my dead dog for the rest of my life. I couldn't do that. I've had the notion of like if I could clone myself, how brilliant would that be? Because then the clone could clean the house and run the errands. But me being me, I would do that shit for my clone and let the clone go ski or ride the dirt bike because I'd feel terrible that my poor clone is always doing that. I love like I do for everyone in my life. I'll clean the house. I'll run the errands. You go enjoy life. Well, that's the thing, dude. Live my true life. Yeah, we can't create slaves with our clones. That's where we get dangerous, right? Well, yes, I guess, yeah. Wouldn't that be the idea, though, of cloning yourself so you have someone to do all the shit for you? Or you just really love yourself and you want to. Uh, would you be best friends with yourself? I would think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of an asshole, I've been told, so maybe I wouldn't get along with myself very well. You'd yeah, but, you, but you, know what, you, you know that you wouldn't really have to explain anything to because your clone would just know what, what you meant. Yeah. Is the best it kind of conversation. You get blown by your clone, or is that you blowing yourself? That's <sighs> masturbation. Yeah. You have always wanted to be able to have the ability to blow yourself, so would you let your clone blow you? It's a valid question. Every guy <laughs> knows you can't blow yourself because every guy's tried. So if the clone can do it, <laughs> then, yeah, I don't know. Is that genius or gayness? And do you need to call in anything? Is self-love really needing titles? Why do we need labels, Steve? Right. Love thy neighbors thyself. Yeah. Yes, Brewski. Thank you. This show's getting emotional now. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. Deep thoughts to leave the audience with. But Indeed. congratulations, South Korea. I'm glad you get uh, robots to fuck now. Well, there, there's, there is one caveat. Yes, you please. can the, you you cannot buy um, full-bodied sex dolls that uh, resemble children. 
Okay. Well, that's that's probably a good caveat. Are, are you think so. everywhere else on planet Earth that's okay, though? Are there no companies? Actually, that? Yeah, it, it, no. Did, it did say that most countries in the world say that you're not allowed to have sex dolls. That oh, locally. that's, well, that's just responsible debate. doll making there. Oh, that's a tough one, though. I don't want to advocate for that. But if it's a doll, it's a doll. Is that better to let pedophiles go fuck a doll so they're not kidnapping my kids? No, dude. Well, I mean, I, I mean, look at that. The people talking about drag shows and how awful those are, but yet they've had, you know, toddlers and tiaras, which is basically porn for pedophiles on regular cable. Yeah. Sure. Well, I've long since advocated for the fact that some people say porn makes men hornier. I say it keeps horniness in check. If there was no porn, everyone would be fucking every hole in a wall, raping people left and right. Like, porn keeps that in check. So yeah. wouldn't the same logic apply to a pedophile? Give him a robot child to go fuck so you're not hanging out at the schoolyard? I feel like with uh, pedophilia, that it's a gateway. Uh, a child doll is a gateway drug. At to some point, okay, it's not as good. They're as... going to want to go all the way at some point, and they're just the you're using they make that to porn. ramp up. I don't think it stops them. That's what I've heard people say about pornography. That it's a gateway, that if you're sure. jerking off to women all the time, you're going to eventually go stalk one and rape them or whatever, which is obviously not the case. So I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to advocate for fucking robot dolls or yeah. child no dolls. Fucking kids at all. <laughs> but no there kids is a lot. Yeah, if you're being objective about it, maybe that would curb those, you know, those things. Here's the thing, though, dude, is that it, when it when it involves addiction, like a sex addict may go that direction. A pedophile is obviously an addict, a sick person that just can't, you know, wants to have the kids. That's if you're an addict, you're going to move forward. That's probably a fair point because I watch plenty of porn, but I'm still out there pursuing women. It's not like I just call it good at the porn. Right. So, you know, yeah. All right. These are thoughts I never thought I would have or uh, certainly <laughs> debate publicly, but. Here they are. Wild robots. There is a, a pro to it. I don't know. <laughs> Another fine moment brought to you by the vocal minority. All right, just don't tell the fucking child robot you love him because that would be over the line. She's a small wonder. <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't it? What's the movie with uh, River or uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Her? Megan? Huh? Oh, no. You're talking about the, the Spike Jones movie. I don't know. He has yeah. a love affair with uh, Surrey. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's called her. Yeah, that, that's supposed yeah. to be a really good movie. It's a great movie, but it shows you how a lonely person can fall in love with an AI, basically that can't find love anywhere else, and he finds it in her. It is a good movie, but yeah. Well, this is interesting. I hadn't thought about banning, you know, child robot things because man, thought hadn't occurred to me. Bruce just brought up a good point, though. Small wonder that '80s sitcom where they had the robot child thing. Remember that? Vicky, sure. Yeah. I also remember the electric grandmother, dude. I mean, it goes both ways, right? The electric Gills. grandmother. <laughs> Do you I don't remember, remember that? that one? But apparently, a small wonder. Could they watch that show in South Korea? Is that okay or no? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. That was such an awful show. It was, but yeah. Oh. Did that old man ever uh, do anything with that robot doll? <laughs> and can it watch he, you take a dump? Is that wrong? He I created her, so I mean, you would think that you know, he did have his hands all over her most intimate parts. Right. That's yeah, just a futuristic Pinocchio, dude. Is it okay <laughs> if it's not anatomically correct? And yes, I've always wondered that about Pinocchio. Like that whole, per what do you mean you made a little boy? That's weird. <laughs> with a so long nose, a wooden, <laughs> long, stiff nose. Like, right. go on, you creepy. So now, on that, uh, me being a thrifter and selling online, 
I've come across some really interesting things. Yeah. I actually came across, back in the 70s, they actually made this thing called Archie Bunker's Grandson, and it was a baby <laughs> a baby um, of Joey Stivic, a baby doll, you know, and it, you would get it for a doll. For, the, only pro, the only thing was that this was the big um, controversy, was that it was anatomically correct okay. and, and uncircumcised, too. Oh, wow. You're... So they left the foreskin on and everything. Wow. And, and Yeah, exactly. It's pretty brave. Yeah, I found one one time selling on the Goodwill site, and I was just like, really? I didn't know this thing, was cr- this thing existed. And I did some internet research on it, and sure enough, it was a big deal when it came out. And that the fact that they didn't just make this baby and then to put it blue clothes and say it's a boy. I can't so believe the- uh, you didn't make a purchase, dude. I didn't know if I could resell it. Oh, I see. Not everything is for your collection. What are your thoughts on uncircumcised porn? I don't like watching it. If the dude is uncircumcised. Yeah. It just takes me out of the moment. That's all European stuff usually. Yeah, a lot of Russian porn too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not a fan of the turtleneck. Yeah. Let me tell you that uh, you guys. What's that? Is it off-putting? What are your thoughts on uncircumcised porn? Me personally, uh, I grew up with uh, someone in my household uncircumcised. Okay. Do I want to know who or and why you were seeing it on a regular basis? I wasn't. I didn't say I was seeing it on a regular <laughs> basis, dude. Come on. How'd you know? Let's not get crazy. It shaped your opinion on porn. I'm just trying to connect the dots. That's all. I think I've told you before that uh, my father, when uh, he, okay. he used to really screw with me when I would be late. <laughs> Okay, getting home, he would lock the door from the inside, so I'd have to knock on the door and wake everyone up. Yeah, so two o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm after curfew. I'm in high school. I have two friends with me. My dad's locked the door. I knock quietly to try because I know the dogs are going to bark. Everyone's going to wake up. My dad walks to the door naked <laughs> and opens the door, and here are me and two of my friends. <laughs> now I find out not only is my dad naked, but he's also an anteater, dude. Wow. And <laughs> I walk into the house, and uh, let's just say I was never late again, dude, especially if I had friends with me. That's an interesting parenting technique. I could see that that settled in, but probably disturbed you in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, how, no, never mind. How'd you get a good enough look? Like, Oh, dude. Uh, let, let me just tell you that, you know, I, I live in a log cabin, okay? Yeah. So the door was just a huge wooden door with no windows, and it was probably about four inches thick. Must have weighed a 1,000 pounds. Yeah. It starts, he unlocks it, and you can hear the unlock on the inside. And he starts slowly opening the door. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? And he reveals... As the door opens, he reveals his anteater and him sitting there naked. And I'm shocked. I'm stunned, dude. So I sat there for a second. I was like, what are you doing? And I have two friends that are just mouth agape and silent. (laughs) (laughs) And my my dad stares at me and holds up his finger and he said, don't be late again and walked away <laughs> uh, so i got oh. a good look at the front and the back yeah oh, nice Carl. i mean how was that i mean 
Firm, floppy. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, it was floppy, dude. He was, I woke him up in the middle of the night. Come on. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Floppy, dude. So, what does that mean about uh, uncircumcised porn? I don't really want to look at it, dude. Or? I don't want to see it. I know You know what it reminds me of now, but gotcha. I, I will say, I and I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but get used to seeing it a whole lot more because with all the kids that are around Neo's age, 15, 16, this... It's a phenomenon. That they are not getting circumcised any longer because yep. they have taken on to the conversation of it, it takes away some of your uh, pleasure. Wow. Uh, you're supposed well, to be a lot a- more sensitive if you are uncircumcised. That has to be a parental movement, though. That wasn't their choice. So there's a generation of parents in our group that are not yep. circumcising their Yeah, parents. yeah. As a matter, right. as, as a matter of fact, the, the, there's the, there's lots of um, petitions online and conventions and, on it. I mean, they have conventions on it now. Mm. They they even have like a whole like like a a, a book of like celebrities who were non circumcised, and some of them I really didn't need to know that about. But you know, the more well, you know, dude. I did not the campaign. Robert Pattinson, by the way. (laughs) Really? Hmm. Well, so there you go, dude. It's going to start popping up a lot more. (laughs) Well, I guess that'll take over my porn watching as I continue to age. Then, if you see uh, Anteater doing a hot Betty on porn, do you go to the next video? Uh, if it's oral, yes, because then I got to see it up close. If he's sure. already inside of her, or I just have to briefly see it, then I don't really care. But um, yeah, I also do not do condom porn. That I will immediately stop. Oh, it's yeah. fantasy. I'm supposed to be fantasizing. I don't need to see gross realities like condoms. Yeah. Sure, and pop the buzzkill in real life. So I don't need to see it on my fantasy stuff. <laughs> okay, now here's a good question for you, Steve. When you are watching porn. Is it uh, is it more of a turn on to see the guy pounding the girl, or would you rather have it where you can't see a dick at all? No, I, I no, I, I like it to be relatable to my real life, so I don't mind sure. seeing the pounding action. Okay. This is also why, and this is not racist. I don't like to watch black guy porn because it takes me out of the moment. It doesn't look like me, so it takes me out of it. Oh. Okay. I thought you were going to say it makes you feel bad about yourself. No, I'm fine. I stack up just nicely. But, (laughs) again, it's fantasy. So if that schlong is covered in a condom, in dark skin, like that doesn't, that's not, I can't relate to it. You really want to feel that it's you on camera doing it. Exactly. Okay. Yep. I put myself in that guy's position. There you go. Uh, What what do they call it, Brewski? When you can't see any peen, it's p- p- uh, POV. That's point of view. Yeah, I mean, that's first person, which I like that a lot, too, actually. Um, but, no, you can often see the junk in that if the guy's looking down. I mean, what is he looking at otherwise? Yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're you're, what, you're basically watching the, 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 the lady getting pounded anyway. Who cares yeah. if you see penis, you know? Otherwise, you should just watch all lesbian porn if you don't want to see any junk involved at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which there's a logic to that, you know, but um, sure. Yeah, but no, I, I need porn to be relatable. This is why I've said I try to seek out women porn stars that look like the woman I'm with because I want to be able to make it relatable or situations, you know, outside or something that I've done. Like I need it to, I need it to be relatable. Yeah, no, I get it, dude. I'm with you. All right. Well, good. Yeah. We can end on the same page. <laughs> yeah, we can. 
like safe sex porn, it's time to wrap it up. Let's do it. Something Steve is not used to, and we'll also skip by if it shows up on a porno. I still have not bought condoms in uh, all of these last several years, so I'm glad that streak is intact. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing well with it. <laughs> I haven't touched a condom for many years myself. It's been over 14 years now. Yes, and hallelujah. Screw those things. So. Yeah. They're not fun. Sometimes They're necessary. Not. No. All right. For more thoughtful insights like this, find us on the website, thevocalminority.net. <laughs> find us on the social medias, et cetera, et cetera. Until well, next time. Closing thoughts? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Yeah. Until next time. Uh, Steve, carry on, dude. With, I, listen, this is my hope before I leave. I hope you'll tell me more, and I'm being serious and honest. I hope you tell. I hope you will not keep it from me at this point. I hope you would tell me more about your love. And I, uh, my promise is to uh, react in a more appropriate way. Well, all right. Listen, the cat's out of the bag. I've already gotten over all the big hurdles. Girlfriend, love, exclusivity, all that stuff. So I don't know what's left for anyone to admonish me for. So, uh, so yes, I will continue to share the adventures in the world of Harness. Yeah, and your growth of love, dude. Love grows where my rosemary goes. <laughs> love spreads. So I'll keep spreading. All right, keep gentlemen. Spreading, I'll keep spreading. <laughs> Yeah, keep spreading. Until next time. <laughs> All right, peace, peace. Find us online, et cetera, et cetera. Goodbye. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.